everyone a happy Friday morning to you. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He's Griffin Bass and back with us, the Chief Grand Poobah here at Pressbox. He is Stan the Fan Charles. Good morning, sir. We need Stan's mic on for sure. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Big Orioles victory last night. And we'll talk about that. I just want to get this out of the way right now. Whatever I get, if I screw up at all today, yeah. if there are any issues with today's show, I don't know what Griffin's excuse is for not turning your microphone on, but if I make any mistakes... I just want to get out of the way right now. It's because I forgot to bring underwear with me to the gym this morning, and so I had to go. I'm, I'm, I'm you're going out al, al dente. Uh, yeah, I'm going al dente this morning. That would so be if that's if there's a mistake, if there's an issue, I blame it on. I, this isn't something I do with regularity. This is not. I feel uncomfortable today in this moment, and I just wanted to get that out right up front so that everybody knows. Because if a mistake is made, it's easily excused at this point. I shouldn't have to perform in these circumstances. That's the way that I feel about well, it. Well, I put my underwear, as you can see, on the outside. Right, which that. is... I, I was just like, I was so... I'm Stan, not used to Stan, getting up this early in right. the morning. You know? Stan was actually bragging. He's like, oh, I've got all sorts of extra underwear. Look at all this <laughs> underwear I have. I'll wear two... I'm like, jerk. Uh, all right, we got a lot to do today. Coming up in a little bit, Chase McDermott. We make our weekly trip to the uh, Bowie Bay Sox, and we uh, meet Chase McDermott who um, came over in the, uh, the Trey Mancini deal, along with Seth Johnson, became one of the top pitching prospects in the Orioles system the moment he arrived, which is a little bit about him and also obviously a statement about how little they had. Um, but we'll meet Chase McDermott coming up here in a bit, also in the 11 a.m. hour. Uh, my friend Kenny Matalolo, Navy football coach, entering his 15th season. Oh, he's your friend. I, I, for those that, that listen to the show for a long time, Ken and I have been close for a while, and I, I, I love the guy. I truly love the guy. He's Obviously, a terrific he's a football correct. Coach and he's a terrific man. He's an amazing human being. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're doing our college football previews this week, so we will uh, preview Navy today with Ken Niamatololo. How are they going to be this year? Or do I have to sit and listen? You're going to have to do that, Stan. Yeah. I here's my gut. We have to figure out how much what happened with the Army game really buoys them going into this year. They lose Diego Fago, who, of course, was with the Ravens for a little bit and was by far their defensive leader. They actually lose a bit between wide receiver and slot backs. So they got to replace that. But Ty Lavatai came on as the season went on last year. And if he can take a next step as a quarterback, then they'll have a chance. But it, ain't, it won't be easy. That continues to be a very brutal conference. Um, at least until uh, some of those teams leave for the Big 12 here in a couple of years. But Stan, before we do any of that, what a night it was at the ballpark. Um, the thing that jumps out to me, right, legitimately last night is a story of why it is that we watch sports. The, the idea that you never know what it is that you're going to see. I remember talking about this the morning after the Justin Tucker thing. I remember just waking up that morning and and feeling some sort of high, some sort of rush of... I don't know what it's like to do hard drugs. I don't know what it's like to, you know, go base jumping or cliff diving. Like, I've done some thrilling things. I jumped out of a plane, in fact, last so year. So you've done mild drugs. Though. I've done mild drugs, yes. Earlier this morning, in fact. That's why, why do you think I forgot my underwear, Stan? <laughs> <laughs> it was all the drugs. Um, Those endorphins. Yes. But I know what that feels like and the rush that you get from something like that, I don't know what else to compare it to. I like music. I'm going to a concert this evening. I like movies. I like lots of things. But I don't know how you could possibly compare anything to the rush of being invested 
in any level in watching a sporting event and seeing something so wildly unexpected occur. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's what pro sports uh, or or sports on the big time level mm-hmm. that make it our way onto our TV screens or you go out and see it. Uh, you know, college football, college basketball, but uh, baseball right now has center stage in Baltimore. And that was one and of it's the provided most... us quite a few of them this year. Yeah, to be clear, there have been quite a few moments like that. But yeah. that one, that was <sighs> Scott was really good on the post game show last night. He really mirrored the true enthusiasm the he had as an Oriole fan and a broadcaster. It, and it, I thought he did an excellent job at that. The only disappointment I had was that they didn't let Stowers do the post game interview on the field. I don't know what that thought process. I like. Don't get me wrong. Anthony Santander had a huge game. Right. But this kid's never done one of those and just saved you. Let the kid do the interview. Let him have the moment with the crowds behind him and we're all still – let him do that. Um, but other than that, man, I, I, there's no real way to explain it, right? There's, no, there's hardly any analysis you can do of something like this, right? It was incredibly fortunate, of course, incredibly take fortunate. Some, take some incredible luck. Yes. One, I can only imagine how White Sox fans feel – this morning, oh, they they're ready to hang Angle. Uh, no, what's his first Adam. name? Adam Angle uh, in effigy, and and, if, and if not in this day and age, hang him literally. Oh boy, know? I hope that's not the case. Yeah. But I, I understand what you're saying. It's a it's a dark time these days, yeah. and and fans are uh, completely out of control in many instances. So I know why it is that you say that, <laughs> which is gross. I'm and, being a little. I know, but I I more also than a little facetious. I also understand. Yeah. So you have to acknowledge that. You have to acknowledge that there's an extraordinary amount of luck that goes into it. But there's luck that goes into a lot of things, right? The the best moment of the season before now was a lucky fly ball that Trey Mancini hit to right field, right? Luck plays a role in sports. It happens. Sometimes you get lucky. You get the benefit of a call. You get the other team making a mistake. Whatever it is, luck occurs. You happen to have somebody healthy. Why they don't? Whatever it is, that's the nature of sports. The Orioles got lucky last night, and this kid will never forget this moment. Now, you hope it buoys him a little bit and gets his back going because that has been brutal up until that moment. Um, well, his first two at-bats, or that first game he played, we went, wow, we right. got, we're really injecting something into this. Um, it went south quickly. It went south that. quickly, yeah. yeah. Um, and got really, really bad. In fact, yeah. like we were starting... Pavetta struck him out, what, four times? Four times. Yeah. Four times in the Little League Classic. Look, I and some of those swings were like a guy that didn't look like he belonged here. They were, what are we doing? I hope that this is the moment that makes yeah. him feel like, right, I'm supposed to be here. I'm a major leaguer. Settle down. Take things easy. I can do that. I do this. I hope that's the case. I hope that's what comes from last night. Because if that moment, if Adam Engel catches that pop-up, the show we're doing today, Stan, is vastly different, uh, drastically related to how we're, bad we're the offense about, has been. No, we're talking about the Ravens game against the Commanders. I don't know if we're going that far. <laughs> I'm not sure that we're turning to that. Um, but but we are talking a lot about the struggles of this offense and yeah. whether or not they've, they've finally kind of hit the wall and whether that this was just too much and – it I, might still be. I, I'm wondering right now. I, I know you you get rumors and you get people. Hey, have you heard 
And early in the week, there was nothing but Gunnar Henderson. Mm -hmm. He's coming. He was pulled out of a game yesterday in Norfolk. He's played first base. He's Mm -hmm. played second base. He's played third base. uh, And there's no Gunnar Henderson. And I'm sort of wondering, is is it how he's playing right now? Is Mike Elias trying to be just sort of soft pedal the chemistry of this team by not destroying it somehow by bringing him up because the Atlanta Braves brought up two guys this year from double a and they've got incredible acceleration on what they were already doing so two things and I, I, I wish I could say that I don't think this is related the Atlanta Braves are also very very aggressive in signing players after they yeah. call them up they're extraordinarily aggressive in saying service time be damned we're going to sign our guys right. like we're not going to worry about all that because we're just going to pay the money in order to keep them around we still don't know what the Orioles policy is going to be about buying out arbitration years yeah. and signing players to extend their service time. We all know it's the best thing that an organization can do with young talent because it's not our money. It's not our money, so it doesn't impact us in any way. All it does for us is make us feel better. These guys are going to be around a little bit longer. We, we can have a bit more confidence in how long the window is. We don't know what the Orioles' plan is. It's easy to say it should be part of the plan, and if they're talking about lift off and spending money, spend some money on Adley Rutschman, right? Remember the guy six years ago, and his name now escapes me. He was a great prospect in the Astros organization, African-American first baseman. Chris Carter? No, that liked to smoke uh, weed. And and they signed him to a three-year, like, I want to say nine or twelve million dollar contract. It wasn't Singleton was it? John. Yes, I think John it was Singleton? John Singleton. But you remember our pitcher who had been in the Astros organization, Bud Norris. Yes. Never bothered him to butt into another team's business. Yes. Started criticizing the kid for why? Why? Why is he throwing away so much money? You know, this kid never should have signed that contract. Of course, the kid's never been. Uh, the kid was right. an absolute. Right. He got all the money disaster. he could possibly get. He in got that. nine million dollars. And, and th- we've seen some criticism for some of the Braves' young players because it yeah. seems like the numbers are far less. Well, the than big what, one was Albie's. Albie's, yeah. even Acuna's number. People said, yeah. "We think this is low." And the number for Michael Harris recently, people right. have been like, "Really? That's that's yeah. that's the number? Like that's what you're signing him for?" Um, but to your point, right? Like it's it's money that you are not otherwise guaranteed. And it's an opportunity to have gener- generational wealth, which is why the strategy makes so much sense for the team. It's a system that benefits the teams. It benefits you to try to aggressively negotiate with your young players that you truly believe are going to be good for a while because you can get them for numbers that are beneficial to you. When they get the arbitration, they're gonna, if they're good, they're going to make their money anyway. You can extend that time period and get you a couple years at numbers that are more comfortable than what it would end up costing you if they and get the free agency. And allow you the flexibility to do other things. A hundred percent. pick up pitching. So the first question with Gunnar Henderson, of course, is are they afraid about, I think the number is 130, 133, something like that, at bats, which changes his status going into next year. So the, the to, to answer your question, was we play chess about this, I sort of interview myself, right. the first thing you would say back is, well, then why don't you just call him up, and if he gets close, you, you put him on the bench. Right. Right? Like, if he gets close to that number, 
Just put him on the bench, and you're well, good. Well, but the problem with that, though, is if suppose he's producing and, and playing, leading a charge. And they're playing important games. And they're playing important you're games. Gonna get, yeah. You're going to get killed for yeah. the decision to put him on the bench and prioritize. So the, the real answer is, and this always goes back to the thing I say, why aren't you saying the hell with all of this if the guy's good enough we want to buy out those years anyway. We want to be aggressive. We want to make sure we keep him here for an extra year or two. And from a fan perspective, Stan, I, I can't lie, that's still something that concerns me. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be – we don't know the answer. I don't have the answer. I don't know that the Orioles are saying we won't do this. Well, I, I've, I've had the opinion that the uncertainty about Peter's status about – and it's unfortunate to talk about this, but when someone's going to pass, yes. that their finances are somewhat encumbered by that. According to Mike Elias, I'm full, of, I'm full of crap. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. But yet you have something like the Gunnar Henderson thing, and you wonder if the word is just sort of delay some of this a little bit. You know, I, I maybe, I, you know, I don't know, maybe, but uh, I, it can't it can't help but leave me concerned if you're still prioritizing service time over winning and a commitment to spend the money necessary in order to make the team better and win long term. I get it I, in the same way that if they made the decisions they made at the deadline, they can go back to this year's not the year. Don't obsess over this year. It's fun. It's neat. We're not winning a World Series anyway. Look at our pitching staff. Look at everybody else's pitching staff. Look at what they're going to be up against in Houston this weekend. We're not winning the World Series when we got to get through the Astros in order to do it. It ain't happening, so settle down. We're worried about the next few years. Now, they can't say it that way. They won't come out and say something like that, but Mike Elias well, essentially Mike, did Mike, at the deadline. Did, right, exactly. Right. You, as you aptly pointed out, that he said that. He, he put essen- his foot in his mouth. He essentially told you. To these players. You so know. the Gunnar Henderson decision, you could tie right into that, which is the second way of saying, look, we're not. You guys are worried about this year. You guys, we're not. Internally, sorry, we're not worried about this year. We don't think it's happening this year. We're not going to make any decision that we think could impact us down the road in the name of trying to improve things for this season. Yeah. That's frustrating, and I think every fan has a right to be frustrated and, by it. And you wonder after a win like last night if Mike Elias isn't saying, you know what, damn it, this is so improbable. I think you start to believe in the Team of Destiny thing, believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there's yeah. something going on here. Maybe we should try to fortify look, it in look, some sort of I, way. I, look, Seems like I, they could use another bullpen arm right now. I can tell you right now that this team is not – going to win the world series yes we all know that that. okay but that doesn't mean we couldn't have some exciting moments by knocking somebody off in a two at best two out of three and getting to play one of the the big boys the best memories in camden yards history have nothing to do with the world series there's never been one here We created magical moments that we celebrate for years to come. The Robert Andino. Wasn't even in a playoff game. <laughs> I still, we, I still we, don't. We knocked the Red Sox. I, we stunk. I, think that I find that embarrassing. It is embarrassing. That, I've that, said that, it for a long time. Look, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike Robert Andino. No, and I, I don't it, either. It was a neat moment. The right. way we celebrate it, like it was one of the great moments in franchise history when that team was horrible. That, that, you know what it really is, Stan? I am convinced that Orioles fans have conflated 2010 and 2011 and genuinely in their heart of hearts believe that it, that Robert Andino thing happened for a team that was Remember in 2010 when Buck Showalter arrived, right. 
they really turned the page and they were playing great baseball right. at the end of the 2010 season. Right. I think Orioles fans believe that it all kind of Buck Walter showed up. They turned Matt, things around, right. and that led right into 2012, right. when the truth was the 2011 team wasn't any good. No, they were pretty bad. Now it did happen to lead to 2012 yeah. and, and the way things went. I, um, I find, uh, and seriously, they did. Masson did a great job on this, the, 30th, the, the, yeah. the 30th with the, the uh, stadium that changed baseball forever and all that. But but to, to include Cal Ripken's streak mm-hmm. and – Delman Young's double, right, and pop in the middle of that right. is Robert Andine. I'm going right. what? Right. That's that's one of the ha- the hallowed moments. Yeah. that we spent. Well, you know. Stan, man, there's been a lot of bad baseball yeah. in Camden yeah. Yards. Yeah. There's only yeah. so much that we have to choose yeah. from, uh, and unfortunately, Trey's not available. We we created more magical moments this season. Yeah, they they've happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, to your point, I'm with you. Which is just getting to the playoffs, just playing playoff games in front of raucous atmospheres would go a long way. I, Which he, also does, i got to explain something, and the club knows this. Greg Bader knows this. If the club makes the playoffs this year, as improbable as it is, they'll go past the first round. Selling those tickets yes. for those playoff games gets people juiced to buying well, some in, kind of plan for in next fact, year. They make, they, you, they, they make it a necessity. They tie it into. Yeah. If you want playoff tickets, you got to buy your 13-game plan right. for next year. Now, right. it doesn't typically work. They sell out all the playoff tickets that way, right. but they give the people who are willing to buy plans for next year the, the better first tickets, right. access to yeah. getting playoff tickets. Yeah. So it has tangible value in selling tickets, but to your point, the intangible of just the excitement around town, just the way that you I and mean, I... there's a buzz back back around town now. A hundred percent. It's already here no matter what. But if yeah. they were to push this to the playoffs, you're going to walk in one day and say, man, maybe we should go to the winter meetings this year. Maybe we should. They say they're spending money. Maybe we should go do coverage from there. Maybe we should Where be talking. winter meetings I haven't even year? thought about it. It's, it's been years since That's we went. That's a great idea. Well, they, there was no reason to go. They weren't doing anything. And our wives <laughs> never, they never found out about it's what true. we did. It's true. It's a great <laughs> point. <laughs> Which and they me, weren't in which, Las Vegas. Which for me was mostly drink sweet tea <laughs> right. and eat ribs. That was mostly what I was doing. Hang on, I'll find out. It is it. San Diego. Oh, Stan. Oh my goodness. Stan. Oh my goodness. It's so it's so happening. Stan. <laughs> we need to uh yeah. we need to we need to maybe we sit down with Mr. John Coulson, Coulson yeah. this afternoon yeah. and have a conversation yeah. about our plans. When I was doing the uh the, the World Lacrosse Women's World Championships this year, right. I had a, a great sit down with the folks at USA Lacrosse at the end of the event. We're having this great conversation i'm like look man i'm not the type to beg but next year's men's world championships are in san diego <laughs> i'm not you could spend did, a lot of 2023 in could you san imagine diego. could you like i just said I'm like i know that you're you're saying i did a great job you're giving right. me all these how good of a job did you think i did <laughs> like on a scale of one to san diego right. how good of a job did you think i did here and could we talk could we have that conversation weird i haven't gotten a call just really unfortunate <laughs> i haven't gotten the call yet <laughs> hopefully it'll come um but you that yes to your they're point they're afraid they're afraid of having to pay buy out your arbitration it's true that is part of the issue here they don't want to have to do that but to your point yes there's an intangible that comes with it as well that even if you sell hey we're not winning a world series you can't pretend like there isn't inherent value in doing something like this the electricity that it adds the excitement that it adds the way it sells to 
non-baseball fans, the fact that it could maybe, instead of having 8,000 people at ball the ballpark in April, because we all know how this goes, the weather stinks, there's a lot of people there for opening day, and then the worst crowds of the year, no matter what, are yeah. the next couple of nights. Maybe it injects a couple more thousand people a game to that in April as you try to build on this. Yeah. I, I, that's all. That's all. I think it's time. Well, well, imagine next year if game two, when they come home, you know, a home opener is always pretty much a sellout. Yes. You know. yes. But game two, suppose game two just happened to be and we got Grayson this. Rodriguez's first home start. <sighs> I mean. Can I do something they're, they're rude? They're opening in Boston, Can I do correct? something rude? We saw yes. The, yes. They're opening yeah. in Boston. Go ahead. I need to plug my computer, and I rushed in. Oh, okay. It's going to die. Stan's computer is going to die. No, you're listening. good. You're good. Um, yeah, they're opening the season in Boston. Is this the second? The, it's the second week. So it's the following they Thursday. Against, yeah, they, yeah, the yeah. following Thursday, because the Friday night is the Bruce Springsteen concert at the arena. The following Thursday is when they open at home. So that would, that would be the seventh game of the season. So it would be whoever their right. second starter is that would pitch the home opener. So presumably John Means is their opening day starter if he's healthy. I don't think he'll be ready. He, he, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I I don't. He. Ho- hopefully someone they've signed could yeah. be in the mix for this conversation. We just don't know who that person might be. Hopefully they've signed a pitcher that could be that guy. My my opinion means won't. There's no way that he's ready to pitch in a big league game until late May next year. Hmm. That's my opinion. Hmm. But that would hmm. lead me to believe that Grayson Rodriguez, who would be your number two starter, it's not a stretch to say, if healthy, that he starts the season as their number two starter. Yeah. If we re- we re-sign Lyles, Lyles is the opening day guy. and then No, I would think that they're going to sign somebody better yes. than Lyles. Like right, to hope. right. And Lyles might be the number three starter. Right. I'd like, I'd like to hope that's the case. I'm yeah. pulling up uh, just with, just for the sake he of the He pitched con- a terrific game last night. He did? He really did. He did, 100%. Yeah. He does what Jordan Lyles has basically yeah. done for some stretch of time. Um, for what it's worth, Gunner has been slumping slightly. Okay. Slightly of late. He has not had a hit in his last three games. Okay. Now, before that, he had... Six hits in a four-game stretch. Okay. So, but in his last three games, in so what's he hitting there at at Norfolk at the moment? <clears throat> uh, hang on a second. I got to pull this back up. I got to pull it back up. He is hitting specifically at Norfolk because he's hitting for the year yeah. in two ninety-two. At Norfolk, he's hitting two seventy-nine. Okay. Now that's after three hitless games. So okay. he was hitting two eighty, two eighty-five, right? Whatever it was right. going into this series, and he's in a bit of a slump. He's had eleven home runs since he's gotten called up to AAA. Okay. Um, so we made this. We had this conversation about DL Hall, right? Like, do you really want to call somebody up when they're when they're struggling a little bit? I don't want to oversell Gunnar Henderson struggling. It's three games that he hasn't had a hit. That's not overwhelming. That wouldn't impact my decision at this point if he was hitting. You know, 179 for three weeks or something like that. I could see the argument for this ain't the time. Right. He's he's got to get the bat going a little bit if he's supposed to be injecting something into your offense. Right. There's got to be something to inject, um, and that's not been the case of late. But but Harrison Grissom didn't even have to go to AAA. They both were oh, called up from AA. Right. Right. Correct. Correct. And you know the Orioles have said they've kind of had this system that you're going to graduate. You're going to go. Station to station, you're going to show that you can do it, and you're going to get the value of facing major league pitching. But I think Gunnar Henderson has proven that he can hit high-level pitching. The only issue I had, Stan, was 
the pressure that I think that Gunnar Henderson might the the spotlight he might be put under. Yeah. To I mean that's a that's a real thing, but if you if you think a player is stamped with greatness, that shouldn't oh, even, it, even failure right. shouldn't set him back tremendously. I you know? where I agree is it wouldn't impact my decision. I would make the decision no matter what. My point was more to say to Orioles fans, hey, settle down. The idea it I've heard a lot of well, the Orioles didn't have to trade for somebody at the deadline. They're adding Gunnar Henderson or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the offense has struggled of late, but Gunnar Henderson's going to be here soon. And I'm uncomfortable with that because that is an awful lot to ask of a 21-year-old who's never played Major League Baseball before to be some sort of offensive savior at a time where, let's be honest, the offense has been sc- saved for the game against the Red Sox on Friday night. They have been scuffling offensively for yeah, some time since Trey since Trey they've Correct. had one or two great games they had that 19 hit game mm-hmm. uh, was that against Toronto they uh, did they did have a yes yeah, one big, right last Friday well last Friday game. was the Boston game right. yeah right. that was okay. the big that yeah. was the game where they really yeah. busted yeah. out yeah um but yes to, to the, Mateo was hitting for a little while and Mullins has hit a little bit and Santander has hit a little bit yeah and Adley's and hit a, he's on base an awful lot. Always on base. Yeah. Always on base. Little bit of hitting, right? It's a great title for a cover story on him. Always, Always on, base. on base. He might be our sports person of the year here in a couple. I was I, I ended up in a debate with people last night on Twitter about who Orioles MVP. Remember we were doing that a couple months ago? Who Orioles MVP would be right now? And I feel like people are just defaulting to Rutschman. I said it just because I think there's more of an argument for Santander than people are giving credit to. I think he's been about as consistent from the start of the season to the end of the season as just about anybody on this team. Um, I, I think that I would agree. I would agree with you. He's been reliable. I would think that Rutschman would be two, and sort of tied for three, four is Mateo and Bautista. Yeah, Mullins those, would still be in the argument. I think Mullins that, has been. I think that he's the, been okay. He's been. I think that what people have missed is how good the range in the outfield, how yeah. important it's been. He's been a decent hitter. His range in the outfield has really impacted this pitching staff. Yeah. It's it, he's he's been outstanding in that capacity. But yes, I'm I'm with you for the most part. I do still think that Rutschman would win because the winning showed up the moment that Rutschman got. Yeah. The moment Rutschman got here, all of a sudden winning came. It was four feet behind him. Sadly, uh, Ryan Mountcastle and Austin Hayes are not even in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of falling. They'd be kind of like uh, disappointments of the year. Yeah, well, that's tough, right? Because Hayes, Hayes really kind of was the guy for the Hayes first was the two guy, months of the season, and I'm not still not convinced. All that getting hit on his mm-hmm. hands and wrists didn't affect that. Mountcastle's been amazingly disappointing this year. Yes, there's no way of getting around that. To to the you know we've had the conversation about how long you can have, and he has. To I know you brought this up. He's played a good first base. He really has played much, him, much improved. Another like great, that, that the pick great last, play night, last night, hundred percent incredible on a pick terrible play. throw. Yeah. Um, that that he made in order to complete a double play. He yeah. has made a lot of good plays, but to continue to commit to someone at first base, that's not a special type of bat is a tough thing to do because there's only so many positions on the field where you can get special types of bats. Look, when you watch him swing a bat, there's no question he has bat speed from from Mars. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. 
But bat speed from Mars doesn't do you a thing if you're helping the pitcher as much as Ryan Mountcastle does. He does not. The way Rutschman forces a pitcher like, hey, I'm not swinging Mm -hmm. at something out of the strike zone. I'm swinging at my pitch. Yep. Mountcastle is like, "Uh, I'll just swing fast and hard, and if I hit it, it's going to go a long ways. I mean, that home run he hit the other night, Tuesday night, that was a monster moonshot. Yes, it was. It's the swing hard just in case you happen to run into it uh, concept. That's what Boot Pals theory always A hundred percent, right? And and I get it. For for some power hitters, that works. But eh, it's it's not been nearly consistent enough for me to say I, I think this is okay. Did you see... I don't even know who this person was that shared this out. This is Adley Rutschman's swing percentage by zone, and the tweet was, Adley's discipline is a yeah. work of art, and it really is. Yeah. Look, look, I, mean, I mean, that is just beautiful. Yeah. His yeah. swing percentage, the zone. It would zone. be just the exact opposite for Mountcastle. Yes. He would be the gray area. Yep, yeah. 100%. By right. the way, I, I wanted to read, you know I've been on this rant about players performing better with better numbers. Yes, I've, no, have you? I haven't heard anything about no. it. <laughs> so, last night, this is priceless. And, of course, I'm so slow on on machinery. Uh, and I just clicked Oh, this it is the, the this Luke is Jackson. This is Luke Jackson, Jackson yes. our managing editor, who, who mm. here it comes. Mm. Here it comes. He said, by the way, this is about 12 o'clock last night, Stowers would have hit that homer further with a better number. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Although I like 83 because it's the year I was born. So I I kind of dig him. Well, I like 83 too. It's Dan the Wil- year we Dan, won the championship. Dan, that's true. That's also And Dan Wilcox wore number 83, and he caught Joe Flacco's first ever touchdown. So there you go. There you How go. about that? There How about that? Hey, today's show is brought to you by uh, – this one's brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Think about one week from this Saturday, loaded day of college football. It's the, tomorrow is week zero, and there are some games, but the big one is next Saturday because next Saturday is Florida, Utah, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, Oregon. Loaded day. Maryland's in action. Navy's in action. Loaded day of college football. They now have bet pads in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Is that like an iPad for betting? Exactly. They said, no, you can't do uh, You can't bet on your phone or your computer? <laughs> well, We'll go ahead and fix that ourselves. You come to the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can. So you go to the window at the beginning of the day. You say, I want to load up a couple hundred bucks on my bet pad. You head back to your seat, and you don't have to get back up at all to make bets throughout the day. that's incredible. You can sit there right there on the bet pad while you hang out in your reclining chair or your table with your friends, watch all the football games, get your bets in that way. You can have it as long as you're actively betting. You can hold it all day. If you have a good day betting out yes. there do you get to meet lisa uh what's her name Kend- uh, kendrick from the FanDuel tv oh, oh i'm like i'm Does trying she come to come and interview yeah, i don't i don't know how that works we'll have to look into that stan i will because i will go right, there i was gonna say i will see if i can arrange and i know something. she's a married woman correct too, correct just to be able to like right talk I'll, to her i'll see if i can arrange something yeah. for you all right i will see if you've I always can helped arrange. me out that I'm way th- yeah. i'm there for you in that way uh, bet pads are available right now. So even if you're there for week zero tomorrow, 
and the Ravens Commanders preseason game. The Ravens have been a pretty safe bet in the preseason over the years. So if you want to bet that, you can do it on your bet pads. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. Um, Stanley, I have a question for you. Yes. And I want to talk about it um, as we come back from break. All right. I'm going to a concert tonight. All right. I'm going to see um, a band that my wife and I have loved for a long time. They're from the area. They're very popular. They're called OAR. They're playing at Meriwether Post Pavilion tonight. I'm friends with the saxophone player from OAR. We've been friends for a long time. Right. Met through radio, just continued. He's a big sports fan. We've gone back and forth, texted over the years. We've hung backstage with them a couple of times. Friends with Jerry from OAR. My wife and I's song is an OAR song. Like when we were dating, you know, and you'd have a song that you would, it's an OAR song. Mm -hmm. I've been checking their set lists on this tour to see if they've been playing it, and they haven't. They haven't. It, they haven't. Is it hack or wrong for me to request it? To send a text to, J don't answer it yet. We'll talk about it after the break. To send a text to Jerry from OAR and say, hey, bud. We're friends, right? Could I ask you a favor? No, you haven't been playing this song. Would you be willing to do it tonight? Am I overplaying my hand if I do that? All right? I want to I want to discuss okay. that. Okay. All, right? All right? We'll come I've back in. I've got thoughts. Good. That's I want to discuss that. We'll come back what in. What number jersey does he wear? Yeah, I don't think. Glenn Clark Radio. Stay in the fans here. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Forget plus-minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. So you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, if you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up, and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out, plus they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Yeah. Le champion! Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle, take it away, boys. All right, back in here on GCR. Stan the Fan Charles is here in studio with us. Stan, you had a, a good show last night. Gary Stein and I had the uh, good fortune of uh, uh, arranging an interview with Miss Sarah Ellison, who used to be the sort of, I guess you'd call her the managing editor of BaltimoreRavens.com. For a while, yeah. yeah. She was the editor and content creator of a lot of content for that site. I got to tell you, I've had her on twice. We had her once last year to help preview the season. And I thought Bo was out of town, but he's not out of town. So I thought I'm, he was out of town, too. Yeah. He may was, have been earlier in the week. The hell? But he's, he's supposed not, to be doing Fridays with us. Supposed, Where is he? He's <laughs> supposed to stop by today, as in fact. Is he really? Yeah, to pick up, huh. well, how pick about up some papers. Was, was this the week he was supposed to come back on with us? No, I'm pretty you thought sure. It was yeah, next, I, last, I also next thought week? it was next week. I'm not Whatever. sure when he was out Whatever. of town, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, Bo is... Um, um, so anyway, I had Sarah on last year, yes. and she's she, and last night she's just great. Yeah, she's very good. She's very very good. I mean she's, the the knowledge that she has, and I understand she worked in the building, so she can call certain people. Mm-hmm. But man, she she just you know it's like she brings her lunch pail to work, and she's got four kids, and she knows more about this team living in Ohio than I ever do. I mean, she's. That's amazing. No, no, no. She's she's she's, she's outstanding. I agree. Yeah. I know she's got a new podcast with uh, Bobby Trossett, uh, the Ravens Vault. Yep. Um. So I know you guys were talking to her about that. If you guys missed it, Facebook.com/slash/pressboxsports, YouTube.com/slash/pressboxonline, or of course you can go to pressboxonline.com/slash/video. See it in any of those spots. One other uh, thing. Next Thursday night we'll have Rob Ambrose yep. on. Don't know who Ross coach. and I are going to have. I uh, never heard back from my buddy Jim Duquette. Well, it must mean he doesn't like me. It's over. It's over. Yeah, you, know, you should hear yeah. the things he said about you. Yeah. Uh, just. I can only imagine. It's the reason why he's only our second favorite he Duquette. Doesn't, he doesn't like tie-dye. That's, that's the problem. That really is it. Yeah. All right, Stan the fans. So tonight, I'm going to Merriweather. Yeah. Mrs. Clark and I. Yep. And we're going to see OAR. They're You're originally. Going with your mother? 
Yes, that's exactly who I'm saying. She's just a huge fan. Yeah. Um, they're originally from Rockville, Maryland, mm-hmm. and they've been around for a long, long time. time. And Very they had a popular. lot of hits. And oddly, the the I've I've met most of them over the years or had them on, right. but the guy that I became friends with was their saxophone player, Jerry. And what I figured out, it was because they would come back to Merriweather and everybody else would have all their family like hanging out backstage. And Jerry's the only guy from the band that's not from here. He's from Columbus. Okay. So the band actually Columbus, all Ohio? they all went to Ohio State. Okay. That's where they all met. Um, well, that's where they met Jerry, and that's where they f- sort of finished the band. And um, so he kind of likes having his friends to hang out backstage too right. when they play at Merriweather. And so he said, "Hey, will you be my friend?" Basically, is the way that it worked. He did the, re- the they played Preakness one year, right? And he did my show the week leading up, right. and he just sent me a message afterwards, like, "Hey, dude, that was a lot of fun, right? You know, if you ever want to hang out backstage, let me know." And I just because at first, whenever you get that, you're like, "They don't really w-. like, right. They're being nice. They don't really want us back there. It's more like a, you know, yeah. hey, courtesy, exactly a courtesy right thing you say." Um, my wife, of course, does not understand that concept. Right. She genuinely believes she's that people want her. They're like, they they want me to be backstage. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Clark. Mm-hmm. So we took him up on it. And we had, had a had wonderful a conversation, lovely time. And so Good he, food backstage. At yeah, a, at if I remember. Concert? Yeah, hundred percent. So he just said it was always after Can the I concert. Can I be Jerry's friend too? I'll, I'll see. I'll put a word in. Okay. So we developed this friendship. Now, yeah. in fairness, it's been a few years with the pandemic and everything. Understood. Just, just haven't, you know, hung out. We still text every now and then, like birthdays, things like that. And so our song, my wife and I, is Lay Down. That's an OAR song. It's not a hit. It's a, another, it was just a song that we yeah. liked, uh, meant a lot to us. Can you sing it? I don't Griffin know. If, I don't I... think you want that. I'm just going to. We want people to listen. <laughs> I mm. think we're going to pass on that. It's a lovely song. It's okay. our song. Lay fact, down. We have a a picture of us in our room that's over, superimposed on top are the lyrics to the song. Right on top of this picture of us from an OAR show that we had been at right. years ago. So I'm thinking this week. I wonder if they've been playing it on this tour. And I go to setlist.fm, which is a wonderful. I never knew that. If even you are existed. a music fan, okay. yeah. if you're into like you know smaller bands that play small, they're probably not going to have all of those set How about lists. Jazz would it have? Yeah, like, probably not. not okay. Probably not. But if you're like if you're going to go see U2 on tour, you're going to go gotcha. see the Paul McCartney show, for example. Billy Joel. I was very interested in what has Paul been playing on this tour because Paul's someone who's at this point not going to change the set list much right. from one night to the next. Right. OER changes it a little bit, but for the most part, when you're on a summer tour, you typically play from the same group of songs. Right. So I went and I checked the last few shows. They have not been playing Lay Down on this tour. So Bummer. Bummer. What do I do here? Do I send the text... Do I say, hey, man, been a while. Um, you know, no, I can't really do not anything. Not asking if I can come back stage. No, not even a cons- right. for, At this point in our lives, so we're too I old. Would, <laughs> I would say that uh, right off the you'd, bat. You'd say, start hey, with that. Not looking, not looking for not looking backstage. backstage. Just wondering wondered. if you can do something for me. It's a special song for me and my wife. I want to surprise her with it. Is there any You don't way? think there's any chance, he says, really, this guy? Like, really? And it erodes. Here's the reason I bring it up. You think it'll erode that, that it, fake friendship at some you have point, with him? What's nice about the, in our business, it's nice to be able to ask for favors that matter. Yeah. So we, of course, do events for you know Helping yeah. Up Mission every year. And if they were to be in town, it would be nice for me to say, hey, I'd like to give away 
a pair of tickets to someone who offers to donate to the Helping Up mission. And when you have a solid right. friendship, typically, that's something that someone would be willing to do. You don't think that he'd look at that at all and be like, really? Really, dude? Really? You don't think there'd be any of that? Here's my thought. I'm, I'm, the only thing I think is if they haven't been playing it currently, mm-hmm. are they, I, I don't know enough about music to know, can they just do that song? I, the, given their style, do, given okay. their style, yes. Okay. yes they so if, if that's not an issue, because I would have probably asked a week ago. Yeah, say, fair. Is there any shot, fair. you know, it would mean a lot to me if... If I've told my wife, I don't think they're going to play low, lay down. Yeah, you know, right. I and then, at their playlist. Hey, look, I just I want to warn you. Yeah. It's probably and not going to happen. And then he says, hey, we're playing this for Glenn Clark. Oh. oh. Of the Glenn Clark radio I gotta be show. I've had a, Glenn Clark radio I've show. Had bands, press box one I've had bands I'm friends with could do that. <laughs> he never did. At no point has he ever said. And in fact, when I was the program director at the old AM station that doesn't yeah. work anymore, yeah. um, I, they had a song called Program Director. And like he told me that day, we're going to slip that into the set list tonight. And then I was hoping I would maybe get like a, and here's one for our friend Glenn Clark from, no, nothing, nothing. Didn't, didn't happen. Did not happen whatsoever. I thought maybe the play would be to make the ask and say, and your pal would be willing to throw in a nice donation to a charity of your choice if you did. Ooh. You think that would be maybe a... You think that would be, would be a, an option for me? You think that that's might a, that's a nice like thing. A, a good in between for this? Yeah, I, I think maybe more uh, you do that as well, but also pitch it like you know, like you know, I know it's it's kind of last minute, and you might not be able to change the set, but like it would mean so much, and just you know, just be like it's not the end of the world, mm. that kind of thing. Mm. But like, just talk about it. How what would if you mean tell them? You know, I think we should do this experiment. What if you <laughs> tell? What if you tell them? Uh, my wife. It's it just I don't blew me away. She's she's pregnant with our third kid. <laughs> what do you think? You I mean, think that we, would you they, know, you know they wrote about mean, Sam, They wrote about mean, my penis in the Washington Post a couple years ago. Do you remember that? Uh, they wrote about. I forgot. They literally forgot. wrote about. You, you, I didn't that, know this. You know how don't, many don't do that. you know how many times I get to use that in conversation? Yeah. <laughs> like two truths and a lie. Well. Mm-hmm. Someone's written about my penis in the Washington mm-hmm. Post. That's a thing that occurred. All right, so, um, so we're going to do a live. We're going to do a live experience just okay. to see if it garners because it would be a good payoff if right. we were to get a response right. during right. the show. All right, hey pal. Hey, I'm going to be at the concert tonight. Going to be at the show tonight. All right, I'm going to say. Mm. Do you like the not looking to get any kind of invite? Or, yeah. I, I also don't want to send multiple texts. Okay. I want to keep it in the... How many characters do you get in text? It's like 140 maybe. Yeah, I think you, so, in, yeah. I'm, I'm, in text, there's a character limit? There, there is on my phone. I don't oh, have an Apple, but oh, okay. keep that in mind. Um, then yeah, I guess. I, n- no, it's a big ask. No, it's a big ask. You send it to me first, make sure it's not... It doesn't exceed the character limit. What's that? Send the text to me first. To you sure. first? Yeah, well, just to make sure it doesn't like go as two texts. Uh, I'm, 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 so, no, it's a big ask. <laughs> anyway, uh, w- would you slip in, lay down tonight, lay down tonight, if... Might help me get lucky. Right, right, there's that, there's that. If a friend of yours was willing to make... A charitable donation. 
Or a donation to a charity of your choice. Yes, I like that because if you just say a charitable donation, charity. it makes it sound like you're offering him uh, money. Right, correct. But, you know. Of your choice. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's and just see. Do you want to throw in it? It's me. It's my wife and I's song. Oh, I think there. he knows that. Oh, okay. he knows like, that. I All think right. he, I think, or, or he'll remember that after I. Do you want to um, say anything about I check the playlist? And I see you're not currently playing it. I, I, I think he also knows okay. well enough to know that's something that I would do. Okay. I think. All right. Um, all right. If I was. See, I, it's, I've definitely gone past one text. If I was willing to make a donation to a charity of your choice. All right. That's things, that seems like a reasonable. Yeah. Right? That seems very reasonable. All right. We're going to see. We'll get a response during, the, I hope. That would be great. It'd be great if we got a response during the show. Why don't you now send him another text? Uh, yeah. Call in on this number, and you can be on live on the show. Oh, you know what? He might actually be upset that I haven't invited him to be on this show. Well, They're hosting a huge festival in Ocean City, too, in September. So, They're, put, they're so putting together this massive festival so in Ocean City. I'll be glad to also promote the heck out of you know your Ocean City thing. In September. Oh, I, yeah, that's all right. All right. All right. All right. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Let's start with that. Let's yeah. see if he responds or not. Very Couldn't hurt good. to double text that though. I mean, well, I, no, I, I, I don't. Like I don't want to say. I don't want to come off thirsty either, right? right? Like I don't want to come off like the that girl. You know what I mean? Like you don't I want to come off like Ryan Mountcastle swinging. A hundred percent. Don't want to come off that way, yeah. Stan. Mountcastle that's the O two count. You're, you look like Adley Rutschman now. Correct. I'm yeah. look, man. I'm You're taking some. I'm taking some pitches. Yep. I can't guarantee. You how the the, the at bat's going to work out, but I'm going to make the pitcher work a little bit. I'm, in, all right? I'm impressed. I, that's all I'm going to do, I'm and we're going to see how it plays out. Yeah. It would be wonderful if we got a response during the show. If we don't, I will be very sad and worried that our friendship is over. I will be very worried. I'll that be honest with you. If he doesn't respond, yeah, I wouldn't go to the show tonight. You would just say the hell, the yeah. hell with these guys. No, I'm saying a response. Right. Even if he, he said, says, hey, I can't sorry, do guys. It. Right. Yeah, the, the set but lit. if he blows you off, yeah, right. What the hell's all that about? Why am I or giving least, him my money? Or at least. Show up with a sign that belittles yeah, right, him. You know? right. <laughs> Jerry's a deadbeat dad. <laughs> Jesus or something, you know? Christ. You it's know. getting really personal. What's Sam? his last name? I'll go on. DePizzo. Jerry DePizzo. Yeah. I I got it handled. You got it? You're going to take <laughs> care of it for me? If he knows what's good for him. Yeah, yeah, right, or he's going to face the wrath of Stan on Twitter. <laughs> He'll never see what was coming. And, of course, the crossover between the Stan fan base and the OAR fan oh, base. Oh, it's, it's huge. He's going to have Venn diagram. He's calling. No, it's not. That's uh, me reminding. That's a reminder that we're about to talk to Chase McDermott in okay. 30 minutes. That's what that is. All right, Stan, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Ravens do play their final preseason game tomorrow night. Lamar Jackson will not play. Are you at all disappointed, concerned, anything that we're going to go an entire preseason with Lamar Jackson having not played? No, I think, look, I think after what happened last year, I think the club has, you know, and Sarah detailed some stuff I didn't know. They moved the the practice time into the afternoon. I had a really interesting conversation with Pat Ricard about that, right. where he said openly, I don't think we were ready. I think when we were practicing in the morning, right. Guys hadn't eaten. Guys were tired. They were I sleepy. Totally, they were I can lethargic. See I mean, keep in mind this is mostly young athletes. Right. They're they're out. I'm not saying they're partying till two in the morning. No. But they're out. They're with their friends. They're my. I think it's a much better idea to start, despite the differential in the heat. Correct. I think it's a much better idea to start at this time. But even going further, they are not playing their most 
important players, you know. Well, we even saw that people yeah. complained about Travis Jones still being in the game yeah. late, and he ended up getting hurt. He's yeah. going to miss a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's a third-round pick. He's a guy that's expected to contribute yeah. this season. So that was disappointing. I, for the most part, am in agreement. There is a part of me that's like, you could put him out there for a series. Like, you could put him out there. And I think I, think I would feel differently about it if Tyler Linderbaum – was playing on Saturday, if he right. was healthy and was going to be definitely be your center week one, I would almost say I'd like for them to go out there. I think he's going to play. He's going to play bit. on Saturday. That's okay. what Sarah was All saying. Right. If like, that, play. that they're okay. going to, they're hopeful because they think it's important. He gets a couple reps in if, because he's the guy calling, you know, the line. I know he functions. was back at practice, yeah, but yeah. I just sort of assumed that they would, you she know. was talking Sarah Ellis. Okay. Uh, on our then, Zoom then, then I'll go back. Yeah. If Tyler Linderbaum plays on Saturday night, then right. I think I would have liked to have seen Lamar go out there for a series just because that relationship between center and quarterback. Yep. And I know you can work on it in practice. Yep. I understand that. But in a stadium, in a, in a real atmosphere, I, I would like to have seen them just going out and do it for a couple of plays. That's it. That's all. I, I will also admit, Stan... I had thought about taking my I like everybody. I had a lot of people offer me tickets right. for Saturday night. Right. Um, have had no. I shortage. was just about ready to offer you my, yours. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I had a ton of people offer me tickets, and for a second, my wife and I said, "Maybe I'll we say, take the take boys, the game, right? Yeah, right?" But then I thought, I don't really want to deal with the why isn't Lamar there? Like, I why did you take me to a game and right. I don't get? Because that's the that's they know a few guys. Right. They know Justin Tucker. They know the guys they've met. They're very sad about. They have not gotten over Bradley Bozeman. Jerry from OAR. No, I don't think the kids know Jerry from OAR. Um, They know Tyus, right? Like again, a reminder: Tyus Bowser show returns this season. We're going to be at uh, Guilford Brewing Hall on September sixth. Where is the Guilford Brewing Hall? It's it's in the city. It's 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 a cool place. It's a yes, it's a cool place. Um, we're looking forward to hanging I'm out there. Try and come to a couple of those. It's it's an awesome awesome time. Um, Can I come back? yeah, That's I can. Safe. I tell you what, I can. I got. In fact, if you've got questions that you want on the set list, <laughs> you let me know, and I'll get them on the set. I'll tell Rita. I'll say, Rita, Fantastic. ask these questions. Uh, press box. I'll make on. a small donation. Thank you, pal. Thank you. Well, your wife makes more than enough of a donation to our charity. Boy, efforts, she's amazing. So I, you don't know me. Opened up that. Pandora's box of She's unbelievable. Yeah. In fact, it's honestly gotten to the point where I'm not even all that worried about how much clothes we collect this year right, because Jane there's been so through. much clothes all throughout the year. Oh, that's great. Um, she's, that's incredible. she's incredible. She's incredible. Um, but yeah, I, we're going to do that again this season. We're really looking forward to it again. The first one, Tuesday, September 6th, Tyus and a special guest will join us out Guilford Brewing Hall. And you can find out more pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Thanks to Maryland Vascular Specialists for making it possible, as well as Ginsu Grills for making the Tyus Bowser show possible. You know, the big issue about these these uh, preseason games in, in the National Football League you know, you go down, you spend your money to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. You understand fully well that, well, if if uh, if Dylan Bundy at the time, you know, he's only going to pitch two innings, you know. And, and yeah, we're not going to see Trey Mancini play nine innings. You know, I'm going back four years or so. But in football, what are they really selling if the better players are not playing well, at and all. I think they're, they've made that. They've kind of announced that to you in recent years. They've just sort of said, look, we know. Yeah. It was why they, they kind of fudged with the ticket prices. Yeah, a couple created of, a $40 ticket which, that raised every other ticket. Uh, right, which, which was a 
they didn't give you money back. Right, they, I understand. They that. just sort of said, "Hey, look, you know, we're not we're not charging you all that much for your preseason right. tickets any longer." Right. right, but we still have to pay it. Right. We just flipped it over to here. Um, I think they kind of have openly acknowledged it in recent years. Like, we know we're going to do it anyway. And the the argument is always, hey, but the guys that are in the back end of the roster, these games do matter for them. Like, if Shamar Bridges makes the team. This is an important game for this roster, how this roster is composed. There might might still be a spot or two. I have always been told that the more likely scenario is that the spots have largely been determined in practice, all that sort of stuff. They've made their decisions. But every now and then... Somebody might show something that even if it doesn't get them their job on the Ravens, it might be what gets them their job somewhere else. That somebody else sees something on film and says, we want to bring that, put that guy on our practice squad. We want to look at him during the season and might be how they find their way to a team at some point. So they're not going to get rid of these things, but no, there's no inherent value. And my wife and I ultimately decided we're not going to bother to take the kids tomorrow night. I would, I would have liked to have seen Lamar work with Tyler Linderbaum at some point during the preseason. I have quietly wondered and i'm not trying to say i know something i don't i've quietly wondered if this is his trade-off for not holding out right like i'm not gonna hold out i'm not gonna screw with any of that stuff right but you're not putting me on the field in the preseason that's that's not gonna happen i'm not playing one game yeah i'm not doing any of that i am not there will be no risk in a game that doesn't matter there will be not even the slightest amount of risk that will be taken in a non-meaningful game because most starting quarterbacks have been playing throughout the NFL right. during the course of the preseason. And remembering that Lamar was coming off an injury, again, there was reason to think that the Ravens might have liked to have at least seen him gone out there and shaken off game rust. And it's been a while since Lamar Jackson's played in an NFL game. Just yep. go out there, go through the motions again. I think there might have been reason, even to your point about being overly protective after what they went through and losing J.K. Dobbins in a preseason game a year ago, I still think they might have had reason to have wanted him to be out there in a limited capacity. And I've just wondered quietly if Lamar said, you can want that all you want. Don't have a contract, not playing in the preseason. Plain and simple. That's the way it's going to go. And I I hate to say it, that's a sign of the times, but it's a reasonable you know, decision on his part if that's the way he presented it. I would have, I would find no fault in him making that type of decision at all. I would uh, completely understand him saying, dude, it's one thing for me to run the risk of getting hurt in a game that matters. Like, I have to do that. We all have to do that because these are the games that matter. This is how we get paid. This is how we get the next contract. This, there is nothing for me to gain being out on the field and even... The small. What, what is the percentage chance that Lamar suffers a, a a significant injury that alters his next contract? At one percent at most, like at most, still not worth it. Yeah, it's a one percent risk with nothing to be gained. Yeah. So I've just wondered if that was maybe part of the deal. Look, not going to cause problems, not going to hold out, not going to hold, refuse to practice, not going to do any of those things. But you think I'm going out there to play in a preseason game? Forget it. Right. That 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 ain't happening. We're not going to be doing that. All right. Uh, hour number one of today's show in the books. It's also been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Still to come this morning, Kenny Amanololo, Navy football coach. Chase McDermott, Orioles pitching prospect. Just came over in the Trey Mancini deal. All that's coming up. Stay in the fan is here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Birdland, arrive early at the yard on Saturday, September 3rd, when the first 15,000 fans 15 and over will receive the first ever Orioles soccer jersey presented by Pepsi. Don't miss out on this brand new crossover kit before the Orioles clash with the Oakland A's at 7.05 at the ballpark that forever changed baseball. What better way to celebrate Labor Day weekend than with your favorite home team on a Saturday night? Great seating options are available, and tickets start as low as $15 at Orioles.com tickets. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the Bataround every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at press box sports Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, Flash Fried Pork Belly, with their popular Korean number no. 2 sauce. And try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going, gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at pressboxonline.com. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Good morning, Don. Says, you got the legend Stan the Fan in studio with you this morning. Who said that? Uh, Don C. Glenn, you pulled Stan Charles. What a legend. Class dude. 
Great show, guys. Listen all the time. Thank you, Don. It's very nice of you. John from Little Rock also checking in this morning. Thank you, John. He checks in most mornings, though, so it's not quite the same. He also did not call you now, a legend. Now, so. when you say Little Rock. Yeah, Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. John was from here originally, but he um, he works for the, uh, the Clinton Museum in did, uh, Little Rock. Did I ever tell you when I went down to meet... Uh, the woman who would become Mrs. Charles. Yes. Jane. She lived in Durham, North Carolina. Yes. And I went down to visit her and see if there was any yeah, chemistry sure. and all that. Uh, we went to a Durham Bulls game. Okay. And she was so impressed that... Is this I your way of saying she's the real Annie from, from Bull Durham? Is that your way? She's no, the real no, life? No, but it does yeah. involve that stadium. Okay. We were at the new stadium. Yep. You know, then it was probably two years old or something. A really nice downtown Durham minor league baseball park. She was impressed that I knew that the, I said, you see those banners? And it was the team names like uh, uh, Rochester, Red Wings, Norfolk. Yeah, sure. You know, and I said, the order they're in is what the standings are. Mm -hmm. And she asked the usher, she said, is there a rhyme or reason to why? And the guy said, it's because of the standings. So she was hugely impressed. So now, after the game, she says, let me take you to where the old stadium is. Okay. Okay? And we drive up, and there's this big sign up front that the it's a Durham Professional Women's Fast Pitch Softball League team. They were like the Durham Dragons or something. Okay. Or we're, we're here now or something. So we pull in, and clearly it's like 10 o'clock. The game's over. And I'm asking... I, I see one guy who looks like he might know, and I roll down my window, or I electronically rolled it down. I said, I, and this is first time I've met Jane. I said, uh, is the, is, which is the way we could possibly get a look at the stadium? And he goes, are you Stan the fan? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was, his parents were from Catonsville. And oh, that's, to me. that's. She was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. Now you're getting that's that's why yeah. that's why she is Mrs. Yeah. Charles. There was that moment where it was she like kind decided, of equivalent to being invited to an OAR. It was a lot like yeah. that. Getting your song played. Still yeah. nothing. Nothing. Still Crickets. nothing. Starting Crickets. to worry about that. Starting to be a yeah. little concerned yeah. about that whole situation. All right, Stan the fan, Charles. Um, a couple of things. One. Yeah. One, uh, your ticket that you had me play when Swagger last week didn't uh, didn't 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 turn out well for me. That um, all right? That uh, do I owe you three dollars? No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm I'm happy You're gonna pick that up. I'm happy to pick that up all for right. myself. Right. I'm happy to pick that up for myself. Um, unfortunately, you only got <clears throat> one of five. Oh God! Adley Rutschman total basis was the only one that hit. Everything else, uh, it, I it, can do better. I think you can, can do, do better. better. And in fact. I'm willing to give you the chance to do better. I am. Am I not uh, a fair man? Am I not a man who's uh, who's willing to, um, to 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 be giving? And the full name of this company. Play with well, the website play, is playwithswagger.com with slash pressbox, which is where we want people to go. Okay. Because when you do that, you're gonna get ten dollars for free immediately. The moment you go there, ten dollars free to play with. Then they're going to match your first deposit up to $100. So what that means is you could get up to $110 free, free money for you to play with. You know in the state of Maryland, unfortunately, you still cannot bet on your phone or on your computer, which stinks, but it's what it is, and it's clearly going to be that way going into football season. But what you can do is play with swagger. Is play with swagger. And when you play with swagger, you can win lots of money 
despite the fact you don't have to be perfect on your parlay. Now, you have to do better than Stan did. Just being honest, got a tough I love. Give one out of four? One, one in four. One out of five. It was a rough. I'm a 250 hitter. Uh, no, that was actually a 200 hitter, Stan. One, at, one for five. A one out of five. One out of five, yeah. It was oh, a, my God. A, that's a, dismal. A, a 200 hitter, yeah. I mean, hey, look, Rogan Outdoor has made it on the roster all season long despite being a 200 hitter. Uh, do you got any flashy home run chains that you can give us? That might help. Um, you got to do better than Stan did, but you don't have to go five for five. When you think about parlay bets, you're used to, I have to hit every leg of this parlay in order for it to cash. But that's not the case with Swagger because what you're doing is you're building points with your picks. And you only need to get a certain point total in order to get your money back or perhaps, you know, win you explain more that money. Well, you, you do that concisely. You can win a lot of money if you go five for five. If you go five for five or six for six, seven for seven, eight for eight, ten for ten, whatever it is, you can win a lot of money that way. But even if you don't, if you just go, say, six for ten, you might still win real money playing with swagger. So you're playing player props, baseball season. All the other sports, including football, coming up very soon. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox is the way for you to get in. You wanna you wanna put together a ticket for tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Astros. You, you gonna, much, you're gonna do it? All right. Yeah, yeah, Griffin's I'm gonna in. do it. I'm, That's fine. I'm, of course I'm in. How All much right. time do we have? We got uh but we don't want to spend the whole ten minutes on the yeah, but, but three or four minutes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Why? Uh, Nelson Cruz is seven for twelve off Mike Miner. Three, uh, two homers and three doubles in his career off him. I mean, so you want what's two, the what's two, the prop two available? Total bases, two, two total bases, bases for Nelson Cruz. Cruz. You agree with that, Stan? You on board with that? He's against Mike Miner. Yes. Yeah, I, I think Cruz has been a little hot lately too. A little bit. Okay. All right. I'm good with it. Okay. Let's play that. What do you have from the? What are the props in the Orioles game tonight? Of course, we were talking about this yesterday. We thought that because they had that six man rotation in Houston, that maybe the Orioles could avoid right. Justin Verlander. They pushed up <laughs> Verlander. Not the case. He's pitching on Sunday. So the Orioles. Is he, and he's going up against Austin Voth. So Austin Voth will look to become the man my who, fantasy team. who defeats Dylan Cease and Justin Verlander in back to back starts. It's a reverse lock. It really does. It it does That's feel Jim that Hennemann's way, doesn't it? Reverse it really lock. does. Yeah. Yes, the pitching matchups this week: Bradish and McCullers tonight, Kramer and Urquidy on Saturday, and both Verlander on Sunday. How many VV pitching matchups do you think there have been? Get on that. There's a tidbit right, for you, that. Griffin. It's VV. almost as good as when you told me that uh, was it. Xavier Curry was the first player ever. Well, Framber Valdez would be a V. A v. Did you did you see the one that Masson shared this week? No, it was great. It was fantastic. Why? Who are the three players in baseball history with the most home runs whose last names start with R-U-T? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, one. Is Rutschman is one of Rutschman is number three. <laughs> He's that's, got a, that's really good. Yeah. Who are the other two? Uh, well, the first one you definitely should. Last name starts with R-U-T. R-U-T. Yeah. Rut. Rut, rut. Well, uh, it's not coming to me immediately. Change the U sound. Yeah. Roof. Roof net door? No. <laughs> no. Root. 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 Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. That one I got. Ruth O'Dor. Yeah, yeah Ruth O'Dor. Yeah. So Babe Ruth is... Babe Ruth, number one. He's number one. Josh Rutledge, number two. And uh, Adley Rutschman, number three. That's great. Spectacular how many did, uh, how much did How many did Josh I believe Rutledge 20 was the number. <laughs> I yeah. believe that was the case. So it goes from 7, 14... Yes, correct. ...to 20 to, <laughs> to like... 8 or whatever it is. That is a great... It one. is a fantastic stat. I... Analytics, baby. We've got them now. We've got them. All right, what is, what's available? What are the props available in the Orioles game tonight? All right, let's see here. Uh, all right, McCullers, uh, two walks or more. Bradish, three walks or more. Um, I would say 
I would say Bradish. We don't necessarily have to pick those. Okay. There's, but I, there's a lot. Uh, you, you like the Bradish? I, I like the Bradish walking three batters. You could say, or we could take under. The only, thing, the only thing about that is, does he stick around long enough to walk three batters? It is a good question, Stan. Yeah. It is a good question. Let's pull up old Kyle Bradish's game log, and we will find out that. he. Uh, well, he walked no, he nobody. He didn't walk anybody. He's only walked three guys if twice in his last he, five. He, no, he, back. He'll, he'll either walk. A good amount of guys are a walk nobody. Yeah, he's only walked three guys twice in his last seven starts. Okay. Then we're not going to play that. Mm. We're not going to play that. Uh, the strikeout mm-hmm. numbers, Bradish is at four, four or more, or take less than four. For what it's worth, he has struck out at least four in all of his last five starts. Who were, those, get, five, who were those five starts against Cincinnati, them? Texas, Toronto, Toronto, Boston. Okay. And you're only getting 35 points if you take the four or more strikeouts. Mm. So it's like, I mean, it, it's what's it under? How much safe. do you get if you go under? If you go under, you get 65 points. So I'm you're go under. you're thinking maybe there's a chance I'm that he go under right. right. Lance McCullough's six strikeouts or more. You get 41 points for that, and then 59 if you want to take the under six strikeouts. I don't know how quite how well McCullers is doing right now. He, Innings pitched I'll, to strikeouts. I'll pull, right. it, pull it up for you, pal. Don't you worry, so I got quick. your back. You guys uh, are Lance so McCullers, has he only made is, two yeah, starts? Yeah, he yeah. yeah he just came uh, back. Struck out five in his first, six in his second. So it's 11. And what's today is six? Yes, six or more, you would get 41 points. Well, now, I, the I, Orioles I, do like to swing, though, I, except for Adley Rutschman. This yeah. is a lineup that likes to swing. Oh, here we go. Jorge Mateo, one hit. That's all that one hit or more. Who's for Jorge the starting Mateo? pitcher? Colors. Colors. Um, I don't like that. You don't like Jorge Mateo to get a hit. He's only got to get one hit. Yeah, then well, they have he, to get over one. No, no. For this, they they, they change the props daily. So okay. sometimes it might be Mateo two total bases. Today it's just you just need to get one hit and you get forty five points. I think that's I like that. I'm, I'm not without looking go, at any. You're not, you're I'm, not, not, I'm not buying that. Oh. Let's go. Let's oh, keep going. Okay. I'm a, I I want to put it on my ticket, bad. Well, you go with your ticket. <laughs> Well, we're uh, playing. We're, we're letting we Griffin played? play. I yeah. thought we were letting Griffin play our ticket. I okay. thought this was a team effort. Okay. All, right, all right, fine. Yeah. I'll take okay. the tail off. I'll all take right. my tail off. Do you want to pick him to get zero hits? If you're feeling, or you just want to stay? Just I don't just like the that. Mateo thing right now. Uh, are we doing McCullough strikeouts? No. No, I like the Bradish under four. Okay, I got that. Um, let's see. Uh, Altuve two hits. Eh. Kyle Stowers to get a hit. We don't even know if he's gonna. Start. I I saw uh, McCullers in his. Uh, obviously, it's only been two starts, but he's holding opposing lefties to a 283 uh, OPS. So here's the real problem with Orioles Astros. There's not a lot of history for the Orioles hitters against mm-hmm. McCullers or yeah. for the Astros hitters against Bradish. They have n- the Astros right. hitters have never faced Bradish. Right. Um. Only only a few of the Orioles yeah. hitters have faced McCullers. Right, so how many Bregman, of the, how many legs of this do we have so far? We have uh, just the one. The Bradish. Well, we have Nelson Cruz, two total bases. Okay. Bradish for what it's worth, uh, Odor five for twenty in his career against it's McCullers. McCullers. That's, that's two fifty. Bregman's yeah. Bregman's been very hot in the second half. Uh, two total bases for Alex Bregman. I like that. Yeah, I think I like that too. Fifty-five points there for two total bases. Okay. Sixty-five points. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. 55. That's yes. pretty good. I like that. two total bases for Adley Rushman. Sixty-three points. But, walk, but again, walks Santander. don't count for total right. bases, so right. I don't think I like that. Santander, same same value. Uh, Santander has also never f- how's that possible he's never faced McCullers I mean, that's really weird well, he's only he's played hurt. in the American League uh, I mean uh, McCullers is in the American yeah. League um, he's never faced weird. he has no history against Lance McCullers that's it's weird. very strange Cedric Mullins two total bases 62 points it's to- two total bases is such a tough it's so it's yeah. so difficult such a good number it's so difficult Kyle Tucker two total bases 
I like that. To Kyle Tucker. Kyle right. Tucker. Two Chaz total. McCormick also two total bases. I feel like. No, don't like. It. First of all, he's hurt. Is he? I I saw red X next to him mm. on my fantasy thing yesterday. Mount Castle two total bases, or you could take the under mm. as well. I kind of like less the under. Kind of like thirty-seven the under. points if you want to do yeah. less than. I don't like, it's not helping I don't, us I don't all want that to much. Touch, touch him. At Jordan all. Alvarez two total bases. Here's the funny part: the, the way the Orioles have been giving up hits this week, I kind of just want to take the the, the overs yeah. on every Astros hitter. I like hitter. two yeah. total bases for your Alvarez. Fifty-five points there. Okay. Ramon Arias, wow, sixty-nine points. Well, how many do he we have two. now? We are at five, I believe. Well, that's enough. Cal okay. Tucker, by the way, has been unbelievable. He's got a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen game hit streak going. Is it a two total base streak too? Uh, if. Few of he's got yes he's got he's got a two total base it's three in four of his last five games he's had at least two right, total so bases Tucker one's good we like Bregman two total bases yeah Jordan Alvarez two total bases Bradish less than four strikeouts Jesus, it's more like in eight of his last nine he's had two total bases <laughs> Tucker's been ridiculous and then we're at Nelson Cruz two total bases all right that's our, tic- that's, that's our ticket that's our ticket yes. all right playwithswagger.com slash pressbox sign up right now. Uh, and you can get $10 free when you sign up, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. Playwithswagger.com slash PressBox. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of PressBox, it's available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. There's Mark Andrews right there on the cover. You've heard of cover him. Cover story by Bo Smolka. Great cover fan- story. Fantastic. Pick job. that up right now. Stan, did you see the video of Aaron Donald yesterday? No, I had, did not watch it. So it, it was a melee. There was a melee, and Aaron Donald was kind of doing a Miles Garrett impression it, with the helmet. Aaron Donald was swinging a helmet in this fight between the Bengals and Rams. Right, and it doesn't. I mean, like it, it's not as clear and obvious because it's not like you know Mason Rudolph. But right, you know you could see the contact that was made me, that was extraordinary pull it up dangerous. on my uh, but here. Aaron Donald is very much using a, a Bengals player's helmet and swinging it in the middle of a fracas Aaron Donald is a megastar in the NFL he is a huge star for the defending Super Bowl champions who open up the season on national TV of course hosting the Bills for the Thursday night opener and there is a lot of talk online about what the NFL does about this because it would seem like you y- you have to suspend him, don't yeah. you? Even like even if he didn't make square contact the way that Miles Garrett did, even if like everybody seems to have come out of it okay, there is video circulating of one of the stars of the league trying to use a helmet, which we all anybody who's ever lifted up an NFL player's helmet knows that thing is bulky. A helmet as a weapon in the midst of a fight. Doesn't he have to be suspended for that? It's pretty damning. Pretty damning. I I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah. I don't know that he's suspended for the year. What was what, what did Miles Garrett get? Like he seven, got, eight he games? Got a, but remember, Miles Garrett's was much more it yeah. was much more clean cut. Mm-hmm. Like he swung right at Mason Rudolph, made contact, the whole thing. Aaron Donald is sort of kind of flailing in there. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. Like and if, if we don't I mean, have it, this video, it definitely appears as though he got he hit, he hit multiple somebody. people in the process. Yeah. Like it, I don't know with certainty that it was clean. Did he take? Wait a minute. So he, how did he get the helmet? Appa- apparently, within he this it off? fracas, either he ripped it off or 
it came off or whatever. There was a clear fight at this uh, practice. Uh, yeah, at one point he was holding two Bengals players' helmets in in both oh. hands, and it was just a picture of him like staring down the Bengals team. It was, uh, was he, maybe he was looking to get an autograph. I mean, that's probably what it. That's what he'll say, of course, yeah. when when he goes to arbitration. He'll yeah. say, "Guys, he was just yeah, trying, was to, trying to get an trying to meet meet Jamar Chase. Just right. trying to come over and be like, right. hey, bud, you're a hell of a player. Yo, enjoy, bro. right? Enjoy yeah. going up against you in the Super Bowl. Could you maybe maybe sign this helmet for me? Mm. I can take it home. I think you have to give Aaron Donald a real suspension. I don't know how you just. Like, the tweets about this are fascinating, right? Uh, this is from Joe DiBiase, who's with the Bills uh, radio network. Um, Aaron Donald does this in a game. He gets suspended. Aaron Donald does this on his own time in public. He gets suspended via the personal conduct policy. Why would the practice field be the only place on earth where he doesn't get suspended? I, I'm, I could think there I'm, be like, Could they suspend him for next year's? preseason games so th- this is this is the w- tom pelissero from you uh and now with nfl uh, network uh previously of usa today says that apparently clubs govern their own practices the nfl has no governance over practices, practices. his tweet clubs not the nfl are responsible for overseeing conduct of players at practice including joint practices right. so fair to say League discipline for Aaron Donald or anyone else in today's brouhaha is unlikely. Unlikely, yeah. Which, how? How is that possible? How does the the team not step in and say, "No, we've got it. We've got to do something." How is it possible that that those can be the rules? I, uh, you've got. I'm speechless. Seriously, this is insane. It, it, it is insane. This is insane. Of course, the other wretched story is the story out of Buffalo with the rookie punter, Matt Areza, who, remember, a lot of people wanted the Ravens to take, right. and they took Jordan Stout, and they better do the right thing there and say, at least suspending him until this thing is fully investigated, investigated. And, and sorted out. But it seems more and more, the more you read about the things that he already kind of admitted. And they, they axed a veteran punter. Correct. They yeah. knew, and apparently, this the that's the craziest part about all this. They didn't know about this when they drafted him, right? But the story is that they did know when they made the decision to release the other punter that they released, which is badass. That's bonkers. All right, uh, let's switch gears. Stan the fan is here on a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The Orioles have a new uh, pitching prospect who has entered the system in the last month or so. And um, he's with the Bowie Bay Sox right now, and we make our trip to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox. We meet for the first time Chase McDermott, who's with us now on GCR. Chase, it's Glenn and Stan in Baltimore. It's great to meet you. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Hey, man, it's good to chat with you. Can you just take me through, you know, what this is like? I know this is a business, and I know that, you know, you kind of have to keep your head on a swivel a little bit when when things like the trade deadline come around, but... What are the raw emotions when you find out that you're getting moved and you're going to have a new home with the Orioles? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's exciting for sure um, to get to be a part of a great uh, farm system um, and hopefully be a part of a great organization eventually in terms of being in the big leagues. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's tough. You are with a group of guys um, that pretty much become your family for five months. Um, and then one day you're just told switch gears and go somewhere new and adjust to that. So 
was was it when you bring up those things it's not like you weren't in a good organization right <laughs> like yeah, no, yeah you sure. you were obviously in a really good one it is part of that like the feeling of personally being wanted like that this organization sought you out specifically is there something about that that's exciting enticing oh i'm not just a guy there i'm the guy they wanted yeah no it's definitely super exciting and uh kind of a refreshing feeling to know that you're wanted um especially in the minor leagues um yeah so it's just i mean when i got that call it was super um i don't want to say just exciting because that just sounds like a cliche answer (laughs) but it um, makes you feel definitely wanted and um, appreciated in a sense of what you're doing and how you're developing and that kind of stuff Chase, I'm just wondering, uh, the Orioles talked about the fact, because they, they've been sort of skimpy on drafting pitchers up until this year's draft under Mike Elias. I'm wondering if you heard anything that they were interested in you last year in the draft of 2021, because they, Brad Cielic, the um, uh, uh, director of scouting, alluded to the fact we were close to picking some pitchers but they got taken sort of just before us. Any knowledge that the Orioles had been interested in you dating back to the draft of last year? Yeah, I mean, I had some conversations with them, um, did some questionnaires, that kind of stuff, normal going through the draft process stuff. But the draft is kind of weird. You usually don't know who is fully – who's uh, your radar there on um, until like kind of as – you get to that point. Um, so I knew there was a chance that I could end up with them, but it was never like a for sure thing. And then it didn't happen or anything like that. So he's chase McDermott. He's with the Bowie Bay Sox. He's with us here on GCR. Um, chase is, is there a level of pressure that comes with like being associated with a big trade? Right. Like, and I'm like, do, do you, do you ever have to think about that? Like, Oh man, I, People are going to compare this. I was the guy they got for Trey Mancini. I better go out and like. Do you ever have to think about those types of things? Um, I mean, I feel like you think a little bit about it, but yeah. at the same time, for me, uh, it's definitely going to be hard to live up to what Mancini did for the city of Baltimore and that organization. I mean, just a great guy and great character, um, and definitely gave a spark to that organization. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I can't sit there and try to replace what he did. Um, that's never going to work, um, in the sense of you're probably not going to hit home runs at any point. Is what you like? I'm not going to yeah, hit home yeah, runs. I'm, obviously, I'm a pitcher, but yeah. also just the the spirit he gave to that city is is something that I don't know of a lot of people can do. So uh, I'm just going to try to do my thing and uh, hopefully make that team better. Um, but at the time, I mean, I can't let the pressure of that trade become like a deciding factor in what i do i get it chase uh the other day i was interviewing somebody on a zoom and i can't write this second i can't remember who the heck it was it was ross and i are zoom scotty mcgregor scotty mcgregor scotty mcgregor talked about chris holt the pitching coach for the orioles and about how he knew something about every pitcher guys he had worked with and and opposition pitchers have you had any discussions with Chris yet since you've been welcomed to the organization? Uh, no, not yet. Um, I'm just trying to – I'm meeting 
pretty much new people every day. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming I'll eventually talk to them, but I haven't got the chance to talk I'd to like them. To yet. So. I'd like yeah. to hope so. I'd like to hope that that yeah. ends up being the case. Hey, I'm I'm just a fan with a microphone, but when I look at your numbers, Chase, this season, 106 innings, 175 strikeouts, that really stands out to me that you could be potentially an incredibly dominant relief pitcher. Does that does that thought ever come into your mind or your laser focus on maturing as a starting pitcher? I mean, yeah, right now I'm focused on being a starting pitcher, obviously, but at the same time, I mean, if they come up to me today and say, hey, we're moving you to a reliever role, I'm, not, I'm never going to question that. I'm not going to be upset about that. Um, I like starting, but if relieving is what's going to help me progress the best and help the organization, then I'm totally fine with doing that. It's an interesting mentality because I feel like once upon a time, a pitcher would have said, well, that's that's a failure if it works out that way. But it seems like with specialization now and with specific skill sets, it's more like, no, you could have a lengthy very lucrative con, uh, you know, career in baseball doing something like this. You didn't fail. You just have a, a skill set that's very unique that might work out. That maybe the mentality, clearly it's not what you're looking to do. I, I, I get that. that you, your goal is to be a great starter in Major League Baseball, but just maybe the idea, the concept is no longer considered to be a failure the way that once upon a time it was. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely changed. I mean, I feel like, too, it used to be the starters, were the main guys obviously other than guys like mariano rivera stuff like that but i feel like the starters are the people you looked at but now i mean you have guys like batista now you got devin williams with the brewers you got liam Hendricks with the white Sox that are big name household names now um that i mean have created great careers for themselves and are flourishing in their roles so i feel like it's not as big of a yeah, perceived as a failure as it once was. I think part of that, though, is that these people have have sort of they've they've warmed to the idea that they can be special players in this age, as Glenn says, specialization. I remember because I'm a lot older than you, Chase, but I used to argue with the assistant general manager of the Orioles that Arthur Rhodes was a relief pitcher, that he was going to be a great relief pitcher. And Kevin Malone used to say, Stan, you don't know what you're talking about. He's he's going to be a terrific starting pitcher. And I said, I'm telling you, I'm looking at his numbers. He can be a special relief pitcher. He earned $40 million over not four a, years. Not a bad, not, not a bad, bad way to go. It's not a bad way to go. <laughs> not a bad way to go. Um, uh, Chase, I know the starts with the Bay Sox have been a little bit tough. Um, is that just making the adjustment to double A? Is that, you know... Obviously, it's a completely different level of player that you're you're facing. Are you able to sort of, you know, not not lose your mind in the process and say, "Hey, look, I get it. the The, the adjustment's going to be there. I'm going to be all right." Yeah, I mean, no, they've been tough starts, but at the same time, um, it's been more of an issue with me missing spots, that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, it's better hitters as you move up levels, um, but I've just been missing pitches, um, which is on me. Like I said before, it's been a tough transition, just kind of bouncing around. I mean, I started in Aberdeen when I, after I got traded and then came up to Bowie and just been a lot of moving around. Um, I think once I get settled in, everything will come back and be normal again. Um, but yeah, it's just, just working through the process and getting back to what I know. 
It's a great weekend to get down to Bowie, including my yeah. children's favorite promotion of the year, which is Touch a Truck Day. If you've got kids, what the Bay Sox do tomorrow is ins- they just bring in all these service trucks, fire trucks, um, uh, electrical very trucks, cool, yeah, and let kids true. climb on them and blare the horns. It is you need to bring air earplugs if you're an adult, but I'm telling you, it is the mo- the kids lose their minds on touch a truck. I, day hear, with the Bowie tr- Bay Sox. I hear Chase. That's one of the most exciting things <laughs> right, right. Found, about going when to Bowie. He was getting he caught at the Bowie. He was like, "I'm be there for touch a truck day." Also, uh, they're doing a tribute to the Negro Leagues tomorrow, as well as on Sunday. It's Villain Day at the ballpark. Find out more at BaySox.com, which leads to the most important question, Chase. Your all-time favorite villain. Who is the like the villain that you have to admit, like, I don't know, I, I kind of rooted for this particular villain. <laughs> oh, oh, that's tough. Um, I don't know if I would root for him, but I would say probably growing up, uh, Green Goblin and Spider-Man. Okay. That's a good one. That was definitely like a... The one that stood out the most to me. The great Willem Dafoe, of course, uh, Green Goblin came yeah. back in the last Spider-Man movie, and I lost my mind, man. I was so <laughs> excited. I felt like a kid. I'm like, whoo! I look around, and it's just me, an adult, standing up in a movie theater. I'm like, okay, I'll sit down now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, I am with you on Green Goblin. My kids are obsessed with Darth Vader, and I, I'm convinced that they don't realize... Like, no, you're not supposed to join the dark side. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I'm trying to get them around. What's something else we need to know about you as a person before we let you go, Chase? Um, this is our first opportunity to meet you. Tell me something else about you that we should know about you away from baseball. And have you had steamed crabs yet? I have not had steamed crabs yet. Got to work on that. Uh, I know. I need to get on it. Once I get more settled in, I'll definitely get on that immediately. Um, but the thing I would say uh, you need to know about me is um, uh, I would say that I'm a big family guy. Um, come from a basketball family from Indiana. Um, super proud of that fact, just with the great things my family has accomplished. So um, I think that'd be the biggest thing about me is the family aspect and Hopefully, the Orioles organization will turn into part of that family. We like we like the sound of that. How good a basketball player were you, Chase? I was all right. Um, Your brother played in the NBA, for, right? Your brother was in the NBA, correct? Yeah, my brother was in the NBA. That had to. I mean, so was that difficult? Like, um, you know, maybe did you have to get out of basketball because he was whooping your ass or something like that. How did how did that work? <laughs> no, I mean, he always did. He always did beat up on me a little bit when we would play, but. Um, basketball is his, his thing and baseball is mine. I just enjoyed baseball more. And, uh, I think it was probably hard for people to understand when I quit at first because I was probably better at basketball than I was baseball when wow. I quit. Um, but yeah, that was his thing and he loved it and I love baseball. So, well, it's worked out okay so far. It's been a right decision That's to this what point. I'd like to believe. So. And no doubt. We hope there's well, more of that coming. Welcome to the organization, Chase. I appreciate it. At Chase with a Y underscore McD99 on Twitter. What about on Instagram? Where can Orioles fans give you a follow? Um, I believe it is. That's a great question. It Boy, is I am for Chase McD. Okay. Give him a follow there on Instagram. Chase McDermott, appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Chase McDermott, new Orioles pitching prospect, checking in with us. The uh, Bay Sox also hosting Grateful Dead Night tonight. 
at the wow. ballpark, baysox.com, in order to get your tickets. I didn't realize tomorrow was touch a truck day, and I'm glad I didn't make the commitment to go to the Ravens game because now you can take the kids. I am almost certain that I know where we're going to be tomorrow for touch a truck day. They love, love that. I'm telling you, we went, the last, I think the last time they did it was pre pandemic, and we went, and this is when the kids were four and two. Right. And they lost their minds. They were so excited. You think the, they'll still like it, or you think that's a possibility? No, no, I'm convinced. I'm still – knowing them, I think that we're still good in okay. this department. Also, uh, when we were there that year, our friend Adam Pohl gave them unlimited carousel rides. And that became a problem because they never watched any of the game. We had like second row tickets, and they just wanted to stay on the carousel. I was like, the, the baseball game. Because I kept telling them we were going to the Orioles game. I was like, go, let's go watch the Orioles. Hmm. They were not concerned. Touch a truck. They day. were there for the trucks and the carousel. All right. Uh, we had to do this. Uh, I had to do this, uh, in fact, yesterday because of his schedule, getting ready for the start of the season. But. Uh, Let's preview Navy football right now here on GCR with Coach Kenny Matalolo. Well, this is always my favorite time of the year. College football season getting underway. We are just over one week away from Navy football beginning the season next Saturday at noon against Delaware in Annapolis. And, of course, that means our friend, one of my favorites, Coach Kenny Matalolo, back with us here on GCR. Coach, it is so good to hear your voice, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us, as always. Ben, how you doing, brother? Always great to talk to you. It's great to chat with you, man. I want to start somewhere. Before we talk about your team, if I could, I, I know you don't like talking about yourself, but this is year number 15, and we just did um, uh, an issue of Press Box recently, and I talked to Malcolm, and I talked to Keenan, and I, I want to know about you, and I want to know about how you've stood the test of time. And, and I, I was thinking about it, and... I want to put the same questions to you, Coach. 15 years. Not everybody lasts that long. And I know you've been in this game for longer than that. But but how? How have you been able to adapt and change as the sport has changed to be sitting here 15 years later? Glenn, I think first and foremost, um, it's the young men that we recruited. I feel like we recruited, you know, the guys you just mentioned from Keenan to Malcolm great young men. They're great football players that fit our culture. Um, that was number one. And number two, just the, the coaches that we've had here that mentor and coach these guys or staff. I mean, they've been great. Um, you know, I, I've tried to keep a balance. Just, I think a, a lot too has to do, Glenn, is just my face and that I try to keep things in perspective. Um, you know, I come to work early because uh, I know this is a brutal game, and so you have to be prepared. So I start the mornings early, but I try to get our coaches to go home at night to be with your families. The month of July, we take off uh, to go recharge our batteries. I think just some of that, that, you know, it's, it's this, this game can be really consuming, and you can be here seven days a week, you know, and 22 hours a day and not go home, and, you know, you hear of guys sleeping at the office. But you're human. I don't know if you can sustain that and, and give everything that you got. I always tell our coaches, once the season starts, from now until December and January, it's a sprint. It's not a jog. And so you have to be ready to go. And so I want our guys to be our best during meetings and during practice. And I, and I think that's a, been a big part of it. You know, I don't work on Sundays, so to speak. You know, I might watch tape at home, but I, I go to church, I recharge my batteries, and I think that 
this seems like year one. I, I, I want to win just as bad. Um, I've always been a competitive person. I hate to lose. I think some of it's innate just competitively. But I think the great people around me, the, the players and coaches, trying to have some balance. You know, sometimes like, wow, it's year 15, but it seems like you're one, and I, I can't <laughs> wait to get started. Right, well, we can't wait to see it. And I appreciate the uh, the reflection there, Coach. I really do. I know a lot of coaches don't like doing that, but I appreciate that reflection, and it is remarkable. Um, and what a what an incredible run it's been. And I know um, you start this season off the heels of what was a really emotional win to wrap up last year. Um, I remember talking to you afterwards. Do you get a sense for what that did for the entirety of the program, for everybody involved, to, to the, the life that it gave, the energy that it gave to this program going into the year to get such an emotional win? Do you have a feel for that? Or is it, you know, we, we, we just don't think about it. It's completely blocked out. You know, it's almost like it never happened. You know, the hard part about it, Glenn, was I knew we were getting better. But you play two top five teams and you play four top 25 teams, your margin of error is so slim. Right. And maybe years past when the, maybe the caliber of team you're playing isn't as great that you can get away with that and maybe you have three more wins. You know, But I look at the Houston game, we gave up a punt return. You know what I mean? And I mean, we were up 17 to 7 at halftime, but we don't give out that punt. We're up 17 to 0. You know, we're up 21 to 7 versus SMU and give up a kickoff return. Um, you know, we're driving against Cincinnati at the end of the half to maybe go up 17-10 right. or maybe go right. You know, at the worst, 13-10, to 10, they block a field goal and, take, and they go up 13-10. So, you know, we, we, I knew we played well against some people, but it wasn't good enough. But I was like, man, if we can just turn the corner. But beating Army like we did, it just reaffirmed what I thought. I said, you know what, we're, we're not far off. But sometimes, you know, in football, it doesn't matter. This isn't, you know, it's not uh, horseshoes or anything. If it's close, you, you know, you're, you're still trying to, to win. And so they just reaffirmed, like, you know, we're not far off. We have a lot of young guys that played a lot last year. You know, this time last year, we didn't even know who our quarterback was. We were right. kind of going back and forth in Xavier and Ty. And Ty hadn't played in a while. He started. But it's totally different now. He's gotten the majority of the reps. He knows our offense. And so, you know, we're, we're more experienced at a lot of positions of new guys at a lot of spots. And so you just feel better uh, where we're at. Uh, but we're, we're definitely not taking Delaware lightly. I mean, they are a good football program year in and year out. Kenny Amatololo, Navy football coach, with us here on GCR. Coach, you know, you bring up Ty. And, and, and he was the one that I was wondering specifically what that might have done for him, right? Because... I, I I can only imagine the confidence that it gives you to go through something like that. What have you noticed in him coming off of that and how he's grown and solidified himself as a leader coming into this season? The confidence is definitely there. Because like you said, Glenn, if you can operate in the Army-Navy game, to me that's always been the, the litmus test. I mean, I've seen uh, some of our great quarterbacks play tight in that game and you play a little nervous. He was clear-minded, knew exactly what was going on, uh, had a you know low blood pressure during that game, and I was just like, wow! It just if you can play in that game with a, a clear mind, with your your wits about you, I mean, you can play. I mean, there's no game with more pressure than that game. So, I think it gave him great confidence into the off season. 
he's worked really hard on some of the things that he needs to work on. Uh, but just really pleased with, you know, his progression since that game until now until August. I feel like from the outside coach, the question is the, the what you lost in the, with the backs and the receivers, the skill position players elsewhere on offense. I, internally, are, are you where are you guys as far as like, hey, we are we are incredibly confident that these are the guys versus maybe there's still competition in some of those areas. What, where is it as much of a question mark for you guys, or, or do you guys have that more straightened path and and an understanding of, of what the backs and what the receivers might look like this year? Yeah, from an experience standpoint, we at our skill position we may not have the experience that we've had maybe in the past, but we're probably more athletic than. This is probably the most athletic offensive skill group, you know, in D-backs and slot backs and wide receivers that we've ever had from top to bottom. And so I'm super excited about our speed at fullback and slot back. That's some guys that wide receiver can run. So um, experience-wise, there's things that, you know, will come with playing. Uh, but from a talent standpoint, Glenn, this is – I don't know if we've ever been this skilled and this athletic uh, at our skill positions. That's a dangerous combination. That's a dangerous, you know, putting more. Putting, I like I like the sounds of it, Coach. I like the sounds of that a lot. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, um, and we're, we're look, we're hoping that things might work out, that Diego could still end up in Baltimore. I'm, I'm bummed out about that, a big deal. But uh, more than anything, the leadership, right? He's a hell of a football player, and we know what kind of leader he was. Um, who's stepping up right now to you to, to take on some of those leadership responsibilities on the defensive side of the ball? Well, our defensive team captain uh, voted on by his teammates was John Marshall. Okay. And I've been really impressed with him. I feel like he's had a really good spring practice, a really good offseason where he led by example, was a vocal leader, come back in camp, has done a great job at camp. Uh, so I've been pleased with him there. Uh, so I've just been really excited the way he's played. Um, again, we got a lot of young guys, maybe not uh, known to Navy fans, but as far as talent-wise, again, our linebacking core is as talented, you know, one to four that we've ever had. Um, you know, we got some guys on the edge that we feel good about. Um, Secondary-wise, you know, we got some unproven guys, but we didn't really like who we got back there. And so, as John, I think, alluded to one of his articles, we're kind of a no-name defense, which our kids are okay with, because, you know, you lose the big name of, of Diego and Mikey McMorris. Well, we like our pieces coming back, and these guys, these guys have a chance to make their own name and to carve out their own niche. So, you know, you mentioned something a second ago, and it struck with me, Coach, that you were, you were going through the games that were close a year ago. And what I realize is, well, yeah, maybe like Desmond Ritter might be gone. The, the league isn't getting easier. Like, I still look at the schedule every year, and I'm like, holy crap, man. Um, it, it, it is really a murderer's row how how do you close the gap? How what is the difference knowing the league is not going to be coming back to you this season? I kind of feel like again, Glenn. I feel like you throw out the the COVID year. You know, what I mean, I, I just feel like I mean nobody. I mean, you're trying to get ready on a week's practice. You know, of course, of course, two weeks routine in isolate. So I throw that year off. Last year we still had some restrictions like if somebody you know was traced and you know six guys now would have to sit out for a little bit and they come back after a week 
So you're still kind of dealing with some of that. We're a developmental team. We need everything. We have to lift. We have to run. And so this past year, I feel like this year in 2022, from January until now, we've done everything that we've done in the 12 of the years I've been head coach. So that's what it gives me peace. We've run on the hill. We've pushed sleds. And, mm. you know, the, the workouts have been grueling in off season. Guys are throwing up because of the heat. We didn't have any of that. People weren't throwing up in off season, you know, just because, again, what was going on in the world. And so I feel like we'll see. I'm excited to see what this year has, being that we've, I've been able to prepare our team. We've been able to prepare our team like I've done 12 other seasons, inclu- excluding the last two years which, you know, you're kind of gym, trying to jimmy rig things, where this year there's been none of that. From A to Z, everything we've done, every line we've touched. So I'm excited to see where we, where we fall. You know, we come back to the Navy football team that doesn't beat themselves, that possesses the ball, that rushes the football, that doesn't give up big plays and um, doesn't have penalties. I feel like we're going to be there. You know, just everything that I've seen to this point leads me to believe that it's going to be like years past when – We've had a successful teams. And so, and with all of that said, like I said, there's four games last year I feel like we could have won right. against top caliber teams, but we didn't get it done. But I feel like this year, because of, like you said, starting off the Army game, starting off, we've had our eight months of full preparation. I like our chances. I like our chances. I like what I see. I, I, by the way, I really appreciate that. The, you, it's like you're allowed to be Navy football again. That that finally, after everything, after all of this, you're able to have Navy football again. And um, I, you know, I, you know, you know, I'm certainly, I'm never going to be the type to count Kenny and Matalolo team out. You know how I feel about you and everything that you're capable of. It all starts a week from Saturday against Delaware. I guess, Coach, you mentioned them earlier. Um, a lot of people would write off Delaware and would say. Okay, it's it's a nice, easy game to get the season going. Um, tell me why it is that Delaware is maybe more of a threat and someone you guys can't take lightly. lightly. Well, year in and year out, they're always one of the best, you know, FCS teams. You know, we've played them a few times over the years, and you watch them run out the field, and they're going to be bigger than us. They're going to be faster than us. You know, if you're looking at the teams, you would think that, you know, maybe they were the FBS team and we were the FCS team because they're going to be bigger than us. Um, they're always well coached. They're tough. Uh, they got good players. And so I feel like, you know, last year, you know, they kind of, kind of last year was kind of a weird season for them. You know, they, your coach got fired. Um, you know, they basically had two seasons, so to speak. And so, you know, I think there's some transition there, but what I've seen on tape, I mean, I couldn't be more impressed. I mean, they, they got some talented kids. You know, the coach coming from Sam Houston State is OC. I mean, knows what he's doing. Got a great defensive coordinator. And so we're going to have our hands full. We're going to have our hands full. I'm looking at like, you know, geez, do we have to open up a door? Mm. <laughs> it's it's, mm. it's going to be a great challenge for us. And, and I've always told our guys this, and it's part of it, we have to be on edge, have to have a chip on our shoulder like we can beat everybody. But there, we also have to be on edge, Glenn, that anybody can beat us. I feel like we can go in and we have a chance against anybody, but also anybody can beat us. That's who we are. We have to play perfect. We have to take care of the ball. We have to be attention to detail. Do your job. But if we do that, which, you know, like I said, I, I feel like we've done to this point. You know, I, I like our chances this year, but Delaware is definitely going to be a tough game. 
It's Delaware week one, Memphis following up both games at home, both great opportunities for you to get down to Annapolis and see the midshipmen to start the season. Um, Coach, I'm so glad that Navy football is back. You know we will be in touch. Uh, Can't wait to meet more of your guys as the season goes on as well. Thank you, as always, my friend, for taking the time. Let's talk again real soon, all right? Hi, Glenn. Always great to talk to my brother. Take That's Kenny Amatololo, Navy football coach, joining us here. And, again, it all gets underway next Saturday against Delaware. They're at home next Saturday. Maryland is uh, at home next Saturday against Buffalo. Towson's on the road next Saturday at Bucknell to open up the season in college football. As Navy will try to uh, get back to bowl eligibility, hopefully they will be able to uh, build off of. And, and interesting to hear him talk about Ty Lavatai's confidence and what that Army game did for him and the entire program. Um, as it's it's you know they've been they have probably still been impacted more than the average place has the um, the things that they had to do with government restrictions at the Naval Academy that not every place had to do. Um, as they return back from football, um, or return back to football, significant. So um, hopefully all they are through all of that on the other side, and uh, we'll see a big season from Navy this year. Stan the fan, a um, lot of Maryland fans excited. Mar- Kevin Willard has landed three significant recruits, um, kind of put the trio together this week by landing a young man named Deshaun Harris-Smith, uh, who is a four-star from uh, Paul the Sixth down in the D.C. area, mm-hmm. and a lot of thought that, that, that things have changed with Maryland basketball and Kevin Willard and his staff, and they've come in and made a statement. And I'm all for excitement. I'm, I've, I think it's a good thing, right? I think that Kevin Willard is currying favor with local fans by landing some local prospects. His first three big ones were all local prospects. They have prioritized local guys. Even in the transfer market this year, it was a – the math kid they brought mm-hmm. in and Jameer Young. They have prioritized local. Um, uh, Baltimore and John Lamoth, they have prioritized local, local, local. And that's a good thing. But as I keep saying to me, it's as good as whatever you do with those kids. Because once upon a time, we used to praise Mark Turgeon as a recruiter and the things that he did. And then, you know, when they didn't win games in March, that didn't matter all that much. So yeah. I don't know that there's a more appropriate thing for me to say other than like it. Who are the other two kids? Uh, the other two kids are named John Lamoth is the kid from Baltimore. Okay. And then Jamie Kaiser is a four-star guy who's been playing at IMG Academy down in Florida, but is originally from Northern Virginia. Okay. And then um, this last kid is Deshaun Harris-Smith, who are all commits for next year. For obviously. next year, for yep. the 23-24 20, correct. season. Exactly okay. right. Yeah. Those will all be guys. So you won't see any of those guys this year. And this year, it's uh, going to be it's gonna be tough. Like, I'm looking forward to meeting uh, and talking to Kevin Willard. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You and I are planning a, a trip down to College Park yeah. to spend some time with uh, Kevin Willard. Yeah. I don't, you know, I won't give anything away. But uh, Stan and I are planning on driving down to College Park here and spending. I really, we had a conversation with him the day after the press conference, and I, I, I you know what I really appreciated? I got sick of certain things and i just directly asked you know what's going on that this is the problem the last coach was judged by what he's done in the ncaa tournament and your ncaa tournament record isn't great right do you believe that just being at a better school that's a will very direct, valid question. Will directly address the ncaa tournament and he really dove into that. He really, instead of being pissed off about it, instead yep. of saying, you know, how dare you bring up one of my shortcomings? How dare you ask right. me about something negative? Right. I'm right. trying to be excited. He had a really thoughtful answer where he really dove in, broke down 
all right, here's what happened in this circumstance. Here's what happened in this circumstance. Yeah, it's not good enough. Like, and I, I appreciate it because it's all too often that it's easy anymore in the relationship between subject and media these days for people to just choose to get pissed off about things. I, did you see the Carson Wentz thing from a couple weeks ago? No. So Carson Wentz has apparently had a stink camp. Like he's just been all over the place. He stinks. My, that's yeah. what I would say. Yep. And mm. and he's inter- offended that he was asked about not it. him. The team press. So it, uh, uh, there was a guy named Scott Abraham, right? Who's a TV guy in DC, and he asked two questions. And essentially, and they and you know, who was he talking to? To Carson to, Wentz. To Carson Wentz, right? And the one of the questions was, you know, the the word is you've been kind of all over the place during training camp. Do you think that's fair? And Carson Wentz gave a good answer. He mm-hmm. was like, "Look, first of all, I it's training camp, like." I'm not given everything during the course of training camp. I'm doing, which is a very fair thing to say. It, of course, isn't going to make any Commanders fans feel better about the circumstances. But it's not. If, Are there still really any? There, there's one or two. Fans? Yeah, there's one or two. <laughs> I mean, like in another world. When will they change that name? Oh, I'll give it a few years, and yeah. then they'll get bored with that. Dan Snyder will finally be forced to sell the team, and then somebody else will come in and say, we need to disassociate ourselves with anything related to Dan Snyder. That's the most offensive thing that we've ever had related to our name. Okay, is that it was but chosen. I interrupted. So I'm then sorry. the next question was, look, two, two teams now have not wanted you. Why is it going to be different here? Right. Which, again, to me, is a, a fair, fair and question. reasonable question. Right. Now, I think that somebody like read into... And I don't know anything about Scott Abraham. Maybe he's right. a jerk. Maybe he is a guy that whatever he goes, he's trying to get underneath somebody's skin. I don't know the guy. Yep. I, I couldn't tell you. Yep. Um, but the team president of the commanders goes on Twitter, and he's like, good luck getting access You know, when you're doing this to our guys. Oh, jeez, it was. Like, what the hell? Like, what? Now, now, first of all, did Carson Wentz complain to no, the team I mean, president I, no, no or, one suggested just, that okay now if he did i doubt they would say it but nobody right. suggested everybody but suggested this guy the team president was, thinks it's way out of bounds like he just wanted it, this thing went viral because it right. was tough que- and i yeah. to me it was more a statement and i talk about this all the time the teams now have figured out we don't need you we don't really we don't really right. necessarily We've got want our own you website correct We've got our own video and yeah. they don't ask negative questions questions they don't ask about things that are problematic they don't we can just do whatever we want to do in those circumstances so you're now bothersome to us and how dare you that it's it's been so watered down that just asking legitimate questions is considered rude and how much of that has to do with that jason wright is because he was a former player so he was like the first former player to be be a team president i don't know i don't know how much of that is about that i have no idea you know i just want to have my guys back i remember it was something that he said later like have your guys back say we think carson wentz is a good quarterback i disagree but you can say that you can come out you see the video floating around on twitter and say we first of all, hey, we we traded for the guy because we believe right. In him. We we, we want the, this guy beat up the you know, the questioner. Right. We want know. this guy. And by the way, I love the answers he gave. That would be a great way to back up your quarterback and yeah. say, really love how thoughtful Carson Wentz's answers were to these questions. Um, glad he's our guy. Glad we're going into the so season. So he didn't get PO'd particularly no, he, when he, 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 he kind of laughed about the first one he, yeah i think he said something like you know i haven't heard that right, right, okay. um, but then he gave a thoughtful answer to it look it's training camp we're not i'm just i'm not pulling everything out at this right. point um people don't like being asked real questions anymore because they're used to these sort of comforting environments where you don't have to do that i i absolutely think there are times where people can be utter and complete jerks 
when when you ask the question, somebody clearly I've said this a million times. When we had that tit for tat with Lamar Jackson's people earlier this year where I said I'm not putting them on unless I can ask him something about the contract. Right. And if he wants to say, Glenn, it's just not something that I'm going to want to talk about, right. I'm not going to keep going back to it five times to be an a-hole. Right. But I can't do an interview and not bring it up. Right. Like, it's, it's a dereliction of duty. Right. And so, they, ultimately, they said, well, we're not going to let Lamar Jackson come on with you. Okay, that's, that's the end of it. Okay. It's a bummer. Right. It would have been great for us. Right. Clearly, we would have had a tremendous interview, but... If I can't have an interview, then I can't do it. We can't. It doesn't work that way. But that's where we are. We are at a point so you stand for in, that, in you media yeah. where the idea of asking a question is somehow considered offensive or, or wrong or we can't, right. we can't do this. We're just asking questions. You have the opportunity to answer the question and set your own narrative by the way that you answer that question. If I think you're BSing me, then you know maybe I might follow up on it. But I'm not gonna. If I if I go back five times, the same thing. Yeah, we're not we're not out to when you ask tough questions. You're not to, out to get an I gotcha moment mm-hmm. to embarrass the person or the player or whomever it is. You know, you just it's the questions that the listeners or viewers want to ask themselves. And don't have the access. And, and you get to answer it however you want to yeah, answer exactly. it. exactly. That's your choice. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, we still need to get a tidbit. We need to get tubular before we wrap up the day. We'll come back in, do those things. Stan the Fan Charles hanging out in studio with us on a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Forget plus-minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. So you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, if you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out. Plus, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The 2022 Birdland Summer Music Series presented by Miller Lite continues on Saturday, September 10th with the Struts post-game concert. After the O's take on the Boston Red Sox, stay to watch the Struts perform live from the infield. Concert admission is open to all fans who attend the game with the option to add special on-field access for just $25. With hit singles like Kiss This and Could Have Been Me, this is one Saturday night at the yard you can't miss. Buy now at Orioles.com slash music. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Griffin, do me a favor real quick and just pull up that uh, that second half preview thing that we did just to just to get official records of who's already got points and where we are because I am pretty sure, as today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill, I am reasonably certain that Stan is going to end up taking us over to Glory Days Grill and uh, treating us to uh, smoky thigh wings and uh, delicious ribs and burgers. All right, so Jordan Lyles, will he be an Oriole after August 2nd? The only one with a point there is Stan. So he was off to we, a strong start. We both said n- no. Yeah, we both said Lyles wow. would be traded. Wow. Um, will Jorge Lopez be an Oriole? And then uh, I said he would be. Stan said he would be. Glenn, you said no. So you get a point. Right. So Stan and I are tied 1-1. And then will Trey Mancini be an Oriole? I said no. Glenn said no. Stan said yes. So I've got a commanding 2-1-1 lead. Yes. Yes. Is that it? And then D.L. Hall, when will, he make, when will he touch a major league mound? Yeah. Stan was way off July 25th. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, you said I... Barely pulled this one out because yeah. Glenn said August 5th. I said August 18th, and he debuted on August 13th. <sighs> Missed it by a day and a half. Yeah. I was off by a day and a half, or I would have won that so one. 2-2, two, two, you and I? Yeah, 2-2-1. Two, 2-2-1. Two, two, one. Two, two, one, Don't yeah. take Stan's nah, point away from out. him. Don't take that away. Next is, uh, will we see Gunnar Henderson play for the Orioles this season? Glenn and I both said yes. Stan said no. Ooh. Ooh. So, no, like I'm wrong mean, there, too. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> not a, not a guarantee. He will, He's I not think. here yet. Orioles. Can I change my <laughs> Orioles win total. Uh, Stan said 74 wins. Glenn said 73. I said 78. Ooh, we might have all undershot that yeah, one. We might have all, but that might be your point, Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we said World Series matchup and winner. I was My bet looks horrible right now because I had the Yankees over the Mets. You guys both had the Mets and Astros. Stan had the Mets winning. Glenn, you said the Astros all right. winning. All right. So, so there's still a bad. chance in there for Stan. And then to... most valuable Oriole <laughs> as well. Who do and we all... I picked Adley. Uh, I think you've got a... I think I think you're Stan, gonna end up. <laughs> Stan, you picked Jorge Lopez. Well, probably and not. Glenn, <laughs> you picked Austin Hayes. Ooh. Oh boy, that's almost as bad as Jorge Lopez. <laughs> in fact, I'd argue it was worse a worse pick than Jorge Lopez. All right, uh, one of us is going to be treating the others to a delicious meal at Glory Days Grill. We look forward to that. You'll have a delicious meal at Glory Days Grill if you order right now at glorydaysgrill.com. You don't have to win bets to go there. No, you could just spend upgrade your weekend with a trip to Glory Days Grill.
All right. Uh, Tidbit is brought to you today by Simply the Bets. Every Tuesday morning at 11.40 a.m. for Simply the Bets. Next Thursday weekend at Bookies is back on Thursday at 11.40 a.m. It's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. All right. So uh, to some things about last night. Bottom of the ninth inning, down by one, two outs, an 0-2 count. Oh, you know what? I told you guys, but I didn't tell everybody else. News today from Towson University. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're selling beer, baby. Beer is coming to uh, Towson uh, football and lacrosse games this season. That's, You'll be exciting. Able to... That's exciting stuff. Yeah, man. You need with the basketball. I game. really, I really am disappointed that uh, we didn't have Rob on knowing this. I and I and I, I swear I would have asked him. Is it team that bad? I've got him next Thursday. I, you might pass it along from me. Just say, got a question here from a a fan. His name's a uh, uh, Glenn C. <laughs> he just wanted to know: Is the team really that bad that we got to drink? I hope is not the case, uh, but I like busting Rob's balls. Yeah, uh, the beer sales will be a lot. It's it's gotten more and more common. Obviously, once upon a time in college athletics, just yeah, you didn't buy beer, but it's gotten more and more. I know Penn State football is apparently uh, experimenting with beer sales this season. They're gonna do it like one of their more nondescript games, like maybe Kent State or something like that. And then um, you know, I guess if not everybody goes out and kills each other afterwards then they'll sell beer at other games i'm not sure exactly what the plan is there but they really are that's really what they're doing they're experimenting selling beer at a nondescript home game and then they're going to figure out if they can do it roll it out for other games one day you're going to show up and you'll be able to buy what a towson you'll be able to do it all season yeah yeah, yeah. that's at penn state oh penn state yeah go ahead um so yeah so the exact situation we were in last night oh two count uh two down you're down by a run and to hit a home run to tie the game um that until stowers did that off hendrix last night it was the had been over 20 years since we last saw that Manny Ramirez did that on July 6th in 2001. And it is only the fourth time that has ever happened in 0-2 count, two outs, down to your last strike, and you tie the game with a home run. That That's has only ever happened four times. It's only happened four times in the history of baseball? That is what I found. This is, yeah, t- this is why I started. This is why we love sports, because you're <laughs> going to see something you've never seen before. Inevitably, you're going to tune in. It doesn't and- sound right. I mean, but it's very, think about it's very unique. Strike, in yeah, yeah. It's not a down two-two by one. count. You're not, I understand. I understand. There are other scenarios you could be down to your last strike, but specifically an 0-2 count. How did down I, by see, one I'm run. curious because I'm an old fuddy-duddy. Mm-hmm. How did you research that? I saw a tweet from our friend, uh, a White Sox, not our friend. It's just a, this guy follows the White Sox, and he always posts uh, random uh, statistics. And this one, of course. Uh, so it's been fun. It's been fun, fun watching him this series because uh, you should probably give credit to who it is. Jay Cuda, C U D A on tw- on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. I believe it though. I mean, that's a very time, very unique. O two two outs. O two two outs. Tied to a solo so home run to tie the game. Oh, solo home run. To right. That's tie what that's. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, it had to be a, a okay. solo home run because you're yep. down by one and it ties yep. the game. So. But so, that, yeah, so, you, so that takes out if somebody that hit wins a, grand, a game. Yes, wins the game okay. or hits a grand slam okay. or whatever. Okay. It's a very okay. specific set of circumstances okay. in order and for then, that to be the uh, case. Elias, Mike Elias also said this one the first time uh, in the expansion era. Wait, did Mike Elias say it or the Elias Sports Bureau say it? Oh, I guess Elias Sports Bureau. Yeah, that seems yeah. far more likely for something like this than Mike it's Elias. From, the tweet is from Jesse Rogers on, on Twitter. Yes, um, covers a, a Chicago, Chicago baseball for baseball. ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I love all these Chicago guys coming out with these great stats for us. Well, well the first time it happened to the correct? White Sox, yeah. First time in the expansion era, so since 1961, that a player hit a game-tying or go-ahead home run with their team down to their final out in an at-bat which featured a dropped foul ball error. I mean that's 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 extraordinarily specific. (laughs) And then one more. This one, Kevin Brown tweeted actually like five minutes ago. 
Um, and 485 previous previous games, Liam Hendricks had allowed one home run on an 0-2 count. So that's once in 243 batters faced. And Kyle Stowers' uh, first career home run came against Liam Hendricks in an 0-2 count. So I, the second home the, run ever. So like you count. add all those things together, the probability of yeah. that happening last night was like one in a billion. So it's the first time probably a rookie yes. hit his yeah. first home run yes. that happened to win or tie a game. With two strikes in it, hundred. It's it's, other, it's unbelievable. The yeah. other home run uh, in no two account allowed by Liam Hendricks was sp- former spring training Oriole Yolmer Sanchez. I don't. I don't even remember Yolmer Sanchez. I don't He's with the, been with the Red Sox this year, but he was in Orioles spring training, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't ever yes. remember him. Being I don't know with the when Orioles. he hit a That's home funny. run off of Liam Hendricks though, too. But he is the one that did that. How about that? Um. So now to my actual question. So Orioles clinched their third straight winning month right. for the first time since 2016, and I love looking at lineups from those from those old days. So June 29th, 2016 was the last time. Uh, they had a winning month, and so their lineup in that win over the San Diego Padres, uh, it was a 12 to 6 win for the Orioles. June 29th, 2016. Can you tell me the lineup? Starting pitcher plus nine starters. Come on, the starting pitcher were utterly guessing, but um, I, well, uh, Adam Jones. I, I want to throw him out there. Yes, Adam Jones. Manny Machado in the leadoff spots. Manny Machado batting third. Matt Wieters. Matt Wieters was not catching on this evening. Okay. So yeah, this catcher is going to be a tough one. I, oh, I. I not sure how we can Jonathan do. Scope. Jonathan Scope batting second. Yes. Okay. So it's not Caleb Joseph. It is not Caleb Joseph. No chance I'm going to get it. Yeah. Okay. Zero I'm chance. To, I'm trying I'm to think of how it. I could possibly. Uh, Hardy. Uh, JJ J- Hardy. I clicked away. I, I, I think he was. I would have noticed. Okay. We said yes, Machado Hardy. was there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis. Chris Davis batting fourth. Okay. Uh, Trumbo. Trumbo drove in four runs. Okay. Starting in right and field. So you have your top six of the lineup. Hyunsu uh, Kim? Hyunsu Kim, no, not in this one. Oh, they were in San Diego. Okay, so there was no DH. They were in San Diego. Okay, no mm. DH. Trumbo played in the outfield. Uh, was Mancini on that team? Uh, no. Might not have been up yet. No, yeah, I think. Might not have been up at that point. He debuted in September. Yeah, later, definitely later in the season. Yeah. Uh, Rymold? Rymold came in to pinch hit, did not start. Flaherty? Flaherty also came in to pinch hit. Actually, it was just a defensive uh, substitution. Did not start. All right. Uh, we got to guess the pitcher, too. Uh, I would like you to, yeah. Baldo. It was not you, Baldo. Tillman. This one's going to be tough. Not Tillman. That's great. <laughs> the, 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 uh, I'm terrible at these things. The got starting it. left fielder you should get. Starting left fielder, I should he's, get. He's the only other. I'll I'll give you the catch. It was Francisco Pena was catching starting. At I don't remember anything about yeah, Francisco I Pena. I don't remember <laughs> a single thing about Francisco Pena. He actually hit well there for a little. Did he really? Time. Yeah. Mem- you remember more about like, Francisco like Pena about than I do. I had no clue that he was on this team. Right. Right. Left fielder. Left fielder. Yes. Uh, was it Joey Rickard and his it was eyes? Joey Rickard. Okay. Joey Rickard and uh, his beautiful guy. eyes. I think about Joey Rickard. Starting pitcher. This had to been his only year with the Orioles. Got the win. So you started with Milwaukee, spent uh, like seven years with Milwaukee. Wait, Miley? Giovanni Gallardo? Giovanni Gallardo. Giovanni Gallardo. Wow. Yeah, got the win. And the 12-6 Orioles win over the Padres. And now, we have, to, put now we have to say who the Padres are. Right. right. <laughs> Yo, zero chance. I don't know that I can name one Padre. Try to name one. 2016? Yeah. No chance. No chance. Um, Tell me who was on the Padres. Ozzie Smith? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, BJ Upton led off. 
Okay. Will Myers batting second. Matt yeah, Kemp. Will Myers, Will Myers Kemp. we could have got. I don't remember pa- Matt Kemp being with the Padres. Was Grandal their catcher? Grandal. Nope, it was Derek Norris. Derek was okay. their catcher. Alexa Ramirez, they're starting shortstop. No wonder just run through the rest of it. Just quickly. Oh, you just want the whole, yeah, whole thing? Yeah, just okay. run through uh, the lineup. So y- y- Yangervis Solarte batting fourth. Brett Wallace was their third baseman. Gosh. Alex Alex Dickerson playing left field. God, Christian Friedrich. Friedrich. Yeah. Was their starting you know what? We can make fun of the fact that they're spending all this money and they can't beat the Dodgers, but it's way better than this. Yeah, <laughs> it is way. Oh, one of their pitchers, way. one of their relievers that played was Kevin Quackenbush. Sure, sure it was. Who sure was their was. starting pitcher? Christian Friedrich. Friedrich. Oh, he was the starting pitcher. I didn't even know that I, he was a pitcher. I, but in fairness, I have as much memory of this yeah. as I do Francisco Brad, Payne. Brad Hand made an appearance out of the oh, okay. bullpen. Brad Hand was playing. All right, Tubular is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Email events at sportssocialmd.com. Football season, you're going to want to be there. Thursday nights, you can't even watch the games on TV anymore. Either of you guys watched the Amazon thing last night? I did not. I was thinking I didn't, about it. I and didn't, then, I didn't, I didn't watch the it. The, the Orioles. They, they put up. They, they did. Yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs. Packers. Correct. Um, and it was the first opportunity to see the Amazon package, and I didn't get to watch Amazon. I mean, I, Who's doing the play-by-play for Al Amazon? Michaels. Al Michaels. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Is the team nothing was to happen because I didn't see anything on, on Twitter like, like even a clip. You know, I saw there was maybe an awkward thing where Al Michaels brought. There was maybe something where he referenced drinking. Al Michaels told a drinking story, and some uh, people were tweeting about that. But that's all that I really saw. All right, uh, here's what's coming up this week. Anyway, the point being, you're going to want to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel for football season. Email events at sportssocialnd.com. Orioles Astros uh, Masson two. This weekend, uh, tonight at 8, tomorrow at 7, Saturday, or Sunday at 2. As I mentioned, the pitching matchups, Kyle Bradish, Lance McCullers tonight, Dean Kramer, Jose Urquidy tomorrow, and Austin Voth, Justin Verlander. You didn't look up if the VV situation. I do want to know oh, how many times right. there have been oh. V versus V pitching matchups. Um, oh, by the way, Maryland soccer opens up the season with a big win over number 9 New Hampshire last night, 2-1. to one. Wow. Where was that game That played? was at home. That was I in know. College Park. Uh, Loyola soccer gets underway tonight. Uh, they're at NC State at seven on ESPN Plus. UMBC soccer hosts Fairfield tonight at seven on America East TV. Ravens Commanders tomorrow night, of course, on uh, WBAL and WBFF. And don't forget, touch a truck at the Bay Sox at game, one hundred percent tomorrow night. College football season technically starts tomorrow. Nebraska Northwestern is like the only real kind of matchup game that's at twelve thirty tomorrow on Fox. Everything else, find it at glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports-wise, anything people Non-sports need to know about? Wise, not a whole lot. The uh, VMAs are on Sunday night. Ah, if, never uh, miss those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jamiroquai will win all of them this year. A uh, couple shows. See the final season of CSEE is on Apple TV+. Plus. Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista are in it. Hmm. Um, it's like set in the future. Seems like something game. that maybe might have been for me. I just don't, yeah. I don't know anything about it. Jason Momoa pinch hit in that game? Yeah, for the, the Padres. Came the Padres? Came yeah. Not that I know. <laughs> came in for Francisco Pena at one point, I believe. <laughs> That's it. Uh, new Netflix uh, movie called Me Time. It's Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. They're like best friends, and like Mark Wahlberg invites Kevin Hart to his birthday party, and Kevin Hart's family is like out of town for the weekend. Okay. Uh, so he's getting me time with Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Did you see the new Kevin Hart commercial for DraftKings? No. Oh, it's very funny. Is it really? Yeah. Right. Add that to the two. I'm sure I'll see it a hundred times. And then uh, Samaritan, the movie. This is on Amazon Prime. Sylvester Stallone plays like an old superhero. Oh, I did see yeah. that. And actually, uh, you know what? It, does, it doesn't look it bad. Looks, it yeah, does not look bad. I actually think I would give that a look. And so he, so a kid finds out his identity and like, because he's yeah. like really old. So yeah. He tries to expose him and he's like, we need your help stopping crime in the yep. city. I actually, I'm not, I know yeah. it's, it's. I think it's something that I would actually I would like take a that. look at. And I think the kids would probably like it. I think it the kids too. would like yeah. it a great deal. I agree. 
Oh, All right, House of Dragon, HBO. That. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Sam the Mysterio and the Miz are gonna be on Celebrity Family Feud Sunday night. Does not so. concern me. <laughs> are you sure? Yes, I'm good. Stan the fan. Um, at Stan the fan on Twitter. Yep. Power rankings on Monday. Power rankings on Monday. Ross Grimsley and I will have somebody. It will not be Jim Duquette. No. He did get back to me. He's been on vacation. Unlike Jerry DePizzo from OAR. Right. Who did not, right. Oh, wait, wait a second. Well, you know what? He's probably not awake yet. Damn it. No. Still he's not. probably not awake Maybe yet. he's not awake yet. It's 1218. What are we, what are we doing? Maybe he's on the coast. Maybe he's older than I am. Oh, he's here. Yeah. yeah. Did Jerry DePizzo play in, in that game? On those, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I don't think he ended up getting into that game. I'm really sad about that, that he didn't get back to me. I'm really sad. I um, would not rule out him getting back. In the middle of the afternoon. Yes. Uh, Jusimir Despagne pitched for the Orioles that night, though. Despagne. Oh, God, Despagne, yeah. yeah. I vaguely remember him. I vaguely remember it. He was a Cuban. He was a Cuban pitcher. All right. Very good. Stan, appreciate it. Good to see you as always, sir. All right. Also, we, Rob Ambrose next Thursday, Thursday night. night. We'll see you next Friday. Yep. Um, appreciate uh, who joined us today. Thanks to Kenny Amonololo. Thanks to uh, Chase McDermott from the Bowie Bay Sox. We'll get it up in the greatest hit section of the Archive. tab at glennclarkradio.com. The bat around tomorrow morning, 10 to noon, with uh, Paul and Zach. You all right? Yeah. I'm worried about Just you. stretching. Okay. Just with Paul and Zach. Stan will be a part of that show as long as he doesn't <sighs> collapse here. He'll be a part of that show. Stan, if you were going to do this, we should have charged people extra. We should have made it a pay-per-view for this. <laughs> Watch Stan the Fan work out. This chair is very uncomfortable. Uh, you know what? I understand that. I thought we had ordered a new chair. Oh, this is... No, well, that, was, that was your just original. As, oh, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Thanks, everybody at Pressbox. Nice oh, I'm very comfortable now. <laughs> Thanks to all of our great sponsors and partners. Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Casa Sin, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Visit Howard County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, and the Baltimore Orioles. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Ryan at Rexpex Ryan. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.